Excellent. Ah, the doors. Let's have some pregame conversation. Start at about 1045. Sounds good. Oh! You come, Henry. The Dodgers oh, oh. today. Yeah. Manish Tana Halala Hazed. How about that Donnie Culpepper, huh? Wow. like to hear Vince Scully. Isn't that great that we have another press conference uh, to announce something that everybody already knew? I love those. What's, those are good. What's today's press conference? No, the one yesterday at 2 o'clock. Oh, that one. To announce something people already all knew. They didn't even have the guy there. Really? Well, he's busy uh, hocking that jewelry so we can give the money to that little kid in his family. No, he wasn't busy doing anything. They just have a policy. Maybe he was hocking a chinic. I don't know. Yeah. My Shirataki Noodle showed up this morning about 9.35. Oh, yeah. That could change my life. You what know what I'm talking about? No. Huh? I'm trying to think of where the hell I first... I guess there was a story in the Sun Sentinel about it, and I did a little personal research, and then I ordered it from Amazon.com, and there's a big supermarket in New York that uh, peddles this stuff, and it took only a couple days to get here, and it's like... Um, they're like fettuccine, but they have almost no carbs and no calories. Wow. And you rinse them off, and then you parboil them a couple of minutes, so you can put, like, your sauce and your meatballs and sausages, and it's like... Uh, put in your meatballs, you like put in your sausage, and, and a little wine. Oh, Paul, you won't see him no more. Yeah, that's right. Where, uh, what, what is it called? Shirataki. Oh. Careful how you say that. Yeah. Shirataki noodles. Be careful. Joyce may And publishes yeah. that they may uh, carry them because there's a big demand for these things. And they come in little packages. Each package is eight ounces. It looks like enough for one meal for a fat slob like us. Yeah. And, uh, boy, if it's as good as... There was a listener called in. They got it a couple of days ago. We called in yesterday. And he said it was good. Wow. You know, you read the reviews online, and some people loved it, and some people hated it, and whatever. Well, I'll find out myself tonight. After after another very profitable trip to you know where. Oh, so well, I had a good day yesterday, man. Me too. Uh, lucky day. I am on fire. I sat down at a machine after I started out not too good, and then I just, just by luck, you know, it's all luck. Unlike yours, which, of course, is uh, brain work, but with me, it's all luck. And I sat down at the open machine up front and put in a little bit, and there was, bam, 3,000 on the line. And I went, wrecked them. Uh, yeah, like that. No, I, I, I'm just, right. You know, when, when you're on a streak, you, yeah. you play with confidence, too, That's obviously. And I, I didn't even leave. I didn't even leave. I was, you know, ordinarily I hit that and I would leave, and I went to another machine, and I did pretty good there, too. So I had a nice... Took a nice haul out of there yesterday. It's two days in a row, which when you play the slots, that's very unusual. Oh, I see even Jeb Bush more and more that when you told me yesterday, they want to make damn sure that this thing fails, you know? Yep. I mean, the people, the people have voted, okay? The people of the state voted to let the people in Dayton Broward vote, and the people in Broward voted. Yeah. Not only have they stonewalled and dragged and stalled this thing along, but now not only no ATMs, but they can't serve any. They can't give any freebies, so I guess no free drinks, no free sodas, no nothing like that. And uh, everything in their power to, to uh, discourage it from, you know, to make sure it fails. Yep. What a joke. And, by the way, when you vote for something, isn't it supposed to become a law? Yeah. I oh, guess forget everywhere about, but is, here. When you're dealing with the Bush family, there's no such thing as law. What's the point of voting in Florida? You never well, get There isn't any. It doesn't it's turn out. Whatever, you... whatever the dictator decides it's going to be, that's what it winds up being. They either change your vote or they ignore it. Oh, and also no, no, uh, no uh, uh, bingo tables. Uh, not bingo. No uh, poker. Uh, poker tables right. at the facilities once they start with the slots. Well, that's brilliant. Yep. I thought these were supposed to be gambling establishments. You know, I, I guess it's a better play to play that lotto, Governor Fanass. I'll tell you something. I well, think they're sure. getting plenty of wampum from somebody. Yeah. I think somebody's slipping them the Mickey, too, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe that, from, too. They're getting it from the same sides that were fighting this stuff for years ships. from day one. The from day ships. one. The cruise ships, the engines, all of this crap, man. They want it all for themselves. Great, I, great point. Has nothing to do with uh, what's moral or any of this other crap. It has to do with like uh, you know just special interest grabbing it all up, and of course then the, the taxpayers get no benefit from any of that. Right. From either one of those things. 
the cruise ships or the engines. I will never forget years ago when the, you know, the gambling issue was out there, and the Miami Herald ran a guest editorial from Ted Harrison, the chairman of, of Carnival. Oh, you mean Ted Harrison that took his $9 billion and went off to the shelter written Israel? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he didn't have to pay the taxes? Yeah, and he writes, uh, and he writes a piece about the evils of gambling. Here's a guy, and, and you know, here's a guy who's taken. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the same thing as what the Indians did when this thing was on a ballot a year ago, in November. Don't you remember the ads that were running on TV? Oh, gambling is going to destroy the moral fabric of South Florida and our reputation as a tourist mecca, and families won't want to come. In the meantime, they got the same crap going on, and they want the whole uh, the whole package, man. They want the craps and the uh, blackjack. They want the whole full casino deal, class three. Yeah, well, he didn't uh, want it in his community. A community eventually left and moved to Israel. Right. No, he only wanted it on his ship so that people could go out there and uh, you know get yeah, the money. Right. Or in the Bahamas, where he owned a casino. Well, if there was any real time. political leadership, as you know, there's not. But if there was any, man, people would be screaming bloody murder. But basically, the Bush people, they do whatever the hell they want. Yep. And then somebody like, uh, you know, Russ Feingold comes along on the national level. Oh, gee, uh, he's out of his mind. And they're all running away from him like he's got. Just like they did with Howard Dean. You know, somebody opens his mouth and tells the truth, and everybody runs away. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, that's right. It must be nuts to tell the truth. Even Doug ah! Cowley never saw so much truth. Oh, I remember that name. To tell the truth. He played Superman. Superman. Ah, yeah. He beat me to it. Barely. He, he committed suicide, I believe. A lot of game show hosts uh, came out. that he team. couldn't really fly. Yeah, that was it. So George Reeves allegedly committed suicide, Superman. I guess it's not a good idea to play Superman. And then Chris Reeves, look what happened to him. Not a good role to play. And Marlon Brando, he played the... Uh, hey, look at what happened to Fredo when he talked about how he went to see Superman that time. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. He went fishing. He just he said the two Hail Marys too few was the problem. If he'd have said two more, he'd have been, two more, he'd have been all right. You know, I was uh, on Lake Tahoe one time on the North Shore. What a beautiful place. And I was out there. I was with a, uh, a couple of guys I went to high school with. We got together out there. And they had a boat. And we took the boat out, and we went right past the compound where Fredo was done in. Really? And uh, my friend threw a fishing line over the side and started doing Hail Marys. I'm smart. Yeah, he wants some respect. That's all. Poor Fredo. Yeah. My favorite Fredo scene is when he's sitting on the curb, rocking his head back and forth in his head. Again, again, after they shot Pop. Yeah. The Don. Poor Fredo. And you notice he was fumbling with a gun, like kind of like fidgeting. They knew. They knew he couldn't handle family business. That's Lazo. Oh, Luca. Yeah. Yeah, well, let, I... me worry. let me worry about Luca. Yeah. He had that, uh, like a wild animal look with the teeth, you know, over the front, over the, uh, gu- over the uh, lips, the, t- the teeth. Bob you, can, you can analyze that movie, man, if you just sit down oh. for, for months and never even scratch the surface. It's just incredible. But it's great when you see that compound from the water. Yeah. And it's just what, you know, I mean, that's where they filmed it. Yeah. Hail Mary, Holy Mother of God. Oops. <laughs> I guess the Catholic Church wasn't too crazy about that movie either, you know. They, they did everything in their power to keep it from being uh, released. You mean number three? No, all of them. No, even the first one. In fact, I remember Joe Dagiola going on here on the Today Show way a hundred years ago when the first one came out, and he had a guy from the Catholic League, and they were both lamenting, oh, my gosh, this is so anti-Catholic and anti-Italian. Oh, it was anti-Italian. Yeah, right. Or, you know. Don't you remember when uh, he was uh, he was becoming godfather, Connie's baby? Yeah. That was the day he was taking care oh, of yeah. the family's business. Right. I remember. Yeah. Remember all you of You renounce Satan, Michael? I do. I do. And then, bada-bing, you know, like that. 
Church is very happy to uh, take care of you. Just like the thing with Gotti Jr. going to services, and, of course, that slimeball Curtis Sliwa was all uh, up in arms and screaming about that the other day. Well, too bad. The Catholic Church has always welcomed the mafiosi with open arms and legs because they got the big bucks. Why the hell not? It's good business. Meanwhile, Gotti, uh, another hung jury. Yeah. Are we allowed to say that? No, another uh, jury. In fact, even when they thought Milosevic was hung the other day, I was afraid to talk about that. Then come to find out they poisoned his ass. Oh. Or whatever that was. Who cares? He's dead. That's the good news, you know? Why do we have to have all these analizations? Let's just celebrate it. By the way, how's, uh, what's his name? Ariel Sharon doing? Don't hear you much know, about him lately. Go, no, we don't hear anything about him. We go through these long blackouts of, uh, no, nobody says anything. They said he was, uh, his health was coming back there for a they while. They said he was gagging on too many of those stale homentosh in the last couple of days for a forum, <laughs> but other than that. I guarantee you they weren't feeding him those little bricks. By the way, David Halberstam came through again. Yeah, I heard. But he's still sending the wrong ones, man. Those are not for real Jews. Those are for Goyim. Those little triangles, man. Get the real soft ones, the big poppy seed ones. Those uh, are the, real, the only thing those I took real was, which is a grape juice. Oh, yeah, I do love that. You can't be drinking grape juice. Are you Grape crazy? juice is good for you. Haven't you heard of those commercials? For diabetics, it's like, oh, my God. Jesus. Get, get the IV and hook the uh, up for this man's nose. Jesus. You can't drink grape juice. It's like it's pure sugar. It's not good for you when you're diabetic. Boy, you need some serious assistance, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, if these shirataki noodles are good, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> but you won't eat them anyway. I would. Would you? Yeah. If they're good, then I'm going to, like, I'll have a tin, a pack, a, a thing of tin. They come in a um, styrofoam thing with, like, the um, dry ice in it. So you, know? you have to cook them? For two or three minutes. You parboil it. See, can't you handle that? I'm sure you have a microwave in your uh, fabulous joint. I have a housekeeper. Oh, there's a microwave here at the station. Oh, there you go. You can nuke them right in there. You can borrow our uh, microwave. I'll get the beast to do it. There you go. Two, three minutes. Put a little uh, low-carb sauce on there, and it's, well, I'll, I'll let you know if it's good. If okay. not, forget about it. So tomorrow I have something to look forward to, the report. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to make such a, a splash with this thing. Publics better get ready to start carrying this, because uh, in the article it said they were planning maybe to carry it. Because if I like it, man, I'm going to create a uh, could, run on this stuff like you, you never you saw. You could Everybody's do for that what you did for fish food. Beyond, way beyond that. Because this is, um, you, you know, as well as I do, that all of us fat people were in love with Italian food, with like noodles, man. Yeah. Like in Once Upon a Time in America. Remember noodles? Sure. I think his middle name was Luxenkugel. <laughs> Boy, I do love a good Luxenkugel, like in Fatso. Remember that? Did You you saw Fatso, right? Yeah. Wow. I tell you, Lost in America was a great movie. What about Once Upon a Time in America? What, whatever. Lost in America was the one where you lost Albert Brooks. That was a different oh. one. Once Upon a Time in America was terrific. What the it acting in that movie. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Brian Bloom and De Niro and... James Woods. Yeah. Even James Woods was good in there, especially in the end where they're like... All his zits kept popping out of the back of that garbage yeah. truck. That was good. You knew he was in there because the zits were popping out. It was either him or Wayne. I'm not sure which one. You remember Wayne? Yeah. So how about that Dottie Culpepper, baby? Oh! We're talking Super Bowl. What do you think? We'll see. <laughs> I still think that was a horrible story about how he stiffed that poor little kid and they gave him the jewelry and uh, then he took it back. That was bad. There was a story in uh, Sun Sentinel today about how the odds dropped on the Dolphins in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, they didn't drop in Las Vegas. Some offshore place had made odds on them, but... Until they know if Culpepper is going to play or not this year, they're not going to be any well, odds. Well, what do you mean if Dolphins? he's going to play or not? What does that mean? He, well, he's coming off a knee injury. He might not be ready. Oh, wouldn't that be a tough break? <laughs> wouldn't that be bad? You don't mean more Gus Farratt. Well, Gus Farratt was unfortunately healthy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you mean they'd bring back Gus Farratt. Right, yeah. right. 
We didn't have a very good quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, on that note, yes. keep the streak going. I know I'm sure going to. Yeah, yesterday I did it again. I went five out of six. In a, I was five for five in a pick six. They had a $31,000 pot. Yeah. And I ran second in the sixth leg. A oh, 70 geez. to one shot beat me. I hate when that happens. Oof. But, but I was so winning was along no the way, so. so there was no winner then. No, they've got a big carryover today. Guess well, who today, might be today's there? Today's the day to hit it. Yep. Well, that's because it's Purim this week, so all the fat Jews get a chance to win big this week. So you and I win the money. We're in the money. Okay. Hasta mañana. Yeah, keep it going. Hasta luego. And you. Francisco, they go to become a married home. Always disgusted unless you're a hetero, because Bush hates gay. Yeah, hon, I'm going out for a few beers with the guys, all right? Okay, mister, but you better promise me you will drink responsibly. Uh, don't worry, I'll drink responsibly. Lots of it. If you're going to drink, drink responsibly. Responsibly beer. Hey, beer tender! Another round of responsibly! <laughs> responsibly is the new beer that will keep the party going while you keep your word. At home! You promised you'd drink, drink responsibly. And I did. All night long. <laughs> well, I'll have you know I spent the whole night sitting on the Davenport. What's up? I'm Davenport Jenkins. Sometimes the only <laughs> thing to do is drink responsibly. Yo, you that coming at 40. Twelve minutes after 10 at 560 WQAM. The sun is shining, the birds are singing. It's a great day, man. Ashirataki showed up this morning about 935. Didn't I tell you he was going to show? Did. I tracked it. All the way from uh, New York to Jersey to, uh, where the hell was it? Louisville to uh, Mississauga. Ypsilanti. To Ypsilanti and uh, Ishpeming and Nina Menasha and then right to my dough. And they come in nice little packages, little uh, bags packed in water. And uh, Now, listen, I really can't tell till I open it, but I sniff the outside of the bag and yeah. uh, it, don't smell, it don't smell none. The outside of the sack. Huh? They're like pre-wettened. They're packed in water. Huh. And they're not like those cup of noodles. These are like fettuccine shaped. They're flat. It looks just fine to me. I'll let you know tomorrow. It's going to be a very big day. This could be the climactic day. All you fat people out there, we may have discovered the magic bullet. 10.13 at QAM. When it comes to mattresses, there are a lot of gimmicks going on now. The latest are sleep numbers, otherwise known as air mattresses. A lot of hot air. They're only warranted in full for two years. They squeak. They pop. They can lose their setting during the night, and they cost you an arm and 16 legs. If you really want a high-quality brand-name mattress that will last you for years and years, then call the great folks at Dollar Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS. This is the smartest, the easiest piece of shopping you could ever do. When you call that number, you get no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the best brands you know and trust. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you choose from Florida's largest inventory of the best names in the business. Sealy, Sturtis, Simmons, King Coyle, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt already... 
for same-day delivery at prices lower than the so-called big-name chain stores, even during the big sales. And as far as delivery is concerned, nobody can touch their deal because you still get to pick the two-hour window that you want delivery and the date, like noon to two, one to three, etc., and they show up. I've been a satisfied customer of Dial a Mattress for years, and I guarantee you, I'll, guarantee, I'll bet you Clarence's life on it that you will be too. Call today, 1-800-MATTRESS, or log on to their website, mattress.com. That's 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sensational Stupendous Savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh, God. <laughs> 
when a martyred moment Here are your 72 virgins turns into the right moment. Will you be ready? You can be with Ciala, the only ED tablet that works for up to 36 hours or 72 virgins, whichever comes first. Ciala should be taken prior to detonation. Side effects include muscle aches and being dead. In the event of an erection lasting more than four hours, have at it again with the first virgin you deflowered, although at that point she'll no longer be a virgin. I asked my mother about Ciala. Shouldn't you? Individual results may vary, and there's a distinct chance you'll go straight to hell for killing innocent people and that this whole 72 virgin thing is a sham devised to trick you into doing something indescribably evil. See, Allah, I'm ready. 1019 at QAM. So the third most important thing in the last 24 hours is that I watched uh, Louis Chain. The most important thing is I had a good day at a good machine at Woodbine. Number two mm-hmm. most important was that I watched uh, Louis Chain. And number uh, three was uh, that the Shirataki showed up. Not in that order. Anyway, Loose Change Part 2. You don't have to watch Part 1 because Part 2 is Part 1 plus additional footage. And the link is right there on our website. And I watched the whole thing in its entirety last night about 9-11. And, it, you know, if you don't want to watch it, I can't force you to. And based on our stats that I see, uh, not too many are watching it. They'd rather go Dick, uh, uh, Dick Cheney's way. See, if I would have nice, nice that, that would have been great. <laughs> Caught it on the first bounce. I was going to say hunting. Right. Uh, at any rate, they'd rather go duck hunting with Dick Cheney. So you could be very careful with that. Uh, or then they're also still doing the most slap and all that crap. But the fact is that, uh, you know, if you've got an IQ larger than your thumb, I'm not saying you're all going to believe the uh, stuff in there, but I'd like to know what you have to refute it, especially, well, there are many, many things. But the part about the cell phone calls where they've done all those studies about cell phones 32,000 feet up in the air and even 8,000 feet, uh, cell phones from uh, airplanes don't, don't go through. And isn't it amazing that uh, all those calls allegedly went through? Isn't that fantastic? Including the one guy who called his mother and used both his first and last name. Right, Mr. Smith. Yeah, hi, uh, Ma. This is uh, Mr. Ed Smith calling. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, do yourself a favor and watch that Loose Change Part 2, which I'm sure most of you won't. But it's an hour and 21 minutes, and believe me, well worth it at uh, twice the price. Here's our poll from yesterday. What, talk, what political talking head, newsreader, or columnist do you despise most? Despise, hate. 1,211 votes. Ann Coulter, 569, almost half. 47% for that bitch. Pat Buchanan, 101. I hate this poll, 85. Bob Novak, 75. James Carville, 51. Got a nice shiny head, though. Tucker Carlson, 47. I don't know any, 46. Those are the adult fans. Chris Matthews, 39. Wolf Blitzkrieg, 35. Mary Madeline, 34. George Stepp on top of his 19. Marine Dowd, 18. But that's criminal. Soledad O'Brien, 15. Tim Russert, 15. Charles Krauthammer, Nazi in a uh, chair, 14. Lou Dobbs, 14. George Will, 7. Paul Kirkman, 7. Fred Barnes, 5. Jack Cafferty, 3. David Brooks, 3. Baby Cannon, 3. Kira Phillips, 2. Somebody else out there hates that bitch just as much as I do. David Broder, too, and Thomas Friedman, too. He's in love with Israel and all the other right-wingers, Tom Friedman. He's uh, very confused, very, very confused. That's all I can say for him. Hey, log on to QM.com. Make your picks for Bellsuth uh, Hoops Hysteria. Picks are made round by round, so start making your first-round selections now. And the individual out there with the most points at the end of the tournament wins the grand prize of 1000 bucks. Sounds like a lot of gambling going on Oy. on this radio station. Remember when we first came out of the station, that's all they had was like offshore gambling joints. And uh, limp, uh, right. u- limp yes. unit spots. That's right, loose uh, limp noodles. Right, limp, no- limp shirataki noodles and uh, offshore gambling. That's all they had. That was it. Here's today's pool. What simply doesn't mix? Thanks to whoever faxed in this morning, and even though we had a slow start, he's moving up the ladder, George Bush in the White House. What simply doesn't mix? Church and state, 256. Jews and Arabs, 221. 
Old farts in driving, 82. George Bush in the White House has come from nowhere to a respectable fourth in climbing the ladder, 79. Sex in potty, 74. Yeah. Although with some people, black folks in movie theaters, 70. So you're supposed to talk when you go out, not not while the movie is on? Oh, that, that could be... All. How about old farts in hey, movie theaters? Hey, I paid for my ticket. How about old farts in the movie theaters? Them too. Yeah, put, put that on her. Money and friendship, 32. Business and family, 21. South Florida and hockey, 19. Nice effort last night. Four nothing shut out by the Flyers, and the attendance in the NHL.com says zero. I don't, I don't know how many. I didn't see too much of that game. Radio and dumb jocks, 10, and sex and food, 10, 774. We got a short show today. We got the ball game. Not that we're pleased about that in the least bit. Marlins on deck at 1250, 10 till 1. So we have less than a three-hour show today. And then we got the Marlins and the Dodgers at 105 from Vero. Mad Dog follows the baseball game. And then we got the Roberto Luongo show with Geldy at Doris Market in Boca. At uh, 6.30, 7 o'clock, it's Hurricane Heartline and Bernie Kozar Steakhouse with uh, Jesse Agler and also 9 to 10, Jesse in the studio. What happened to the Beast, Josh? I don't know. Uh, I'll be out there as well. Well, that's good. And you can, uh, Josh is going to have some of those best of, uh, I bet, won't you? I will, yeah. Well, good. Not that anybody's going to buy them, but he'll have some of them. About 30, man. TVs and T-shirts. And Ed K. from Atlantic City attended. I told you it's gambling week. It's gambling week for the old Jews, and we're taking full advantage. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I wanted to speak. Uh, Neil, first of all, happy 30th anniversary, belated. Thank you so much. Um, I went seven hours to that hearing uh, at Hollywood City Hall, and at least they heard, that, no matter how restricted they made it, at least they heard, in order to compete with Vegas and Biloxi and the this Bahamas. Isn't, uh, this isn't Casino Stan, is it? Yes, it is. Ah, ah, ah. But... I Remember told, the scene in The Godfather where Jack Waltz finds the uh, horse's head in his bed and he starts going, the scream. Oh, oh, like that? It, That's it, how I feel like going right now. It's some shutter thing. Stand. But they, you I went told, se- seven hours you went to that hearing. What are you trying I, to say? I told you yeah. What are you trying to tell but, us? But, um, seven hours you went there. Couldn't yeah, you have been out there like panhandling or something? They went rule by rule. Yeah. And when they came to no comps, I said, mm-hmm. how can we compete against Vegas? We're given hamburger, and they got steak. The right. purpose of this was for tourism. and to Tourism raise, and to raise a lot of money for the schools, which obviously our fat-ass governor doesn't want to do. He wants to do everything in his power to make sure it fails. But the American public has been weaned on the Vegas-style Here's a T-shirt. Here's a Wonder Mug. You know, they love it. Yeah. Uh, also, as far as AMT machines... Well, why are you telling me these things that we already know? Well, I mean, why, I mean why they, they were given the information. the obvious, Dan. They were given the information, so they can't say they didn't know about it. Uh, you had mainly uh, valleys and manufacturers there. Uh, that was excellent. They're, for the player, they're strict. They've got rules that are fair. It's yeah, but do they have a good machine? That's what I want to know. They, they I want a good machine at Pompano Park. Multiple games on machine. Which I don't hear a word from Pompano Park, by the way. I wonder well, Alan Solomon was there, and, and uh, Dan Atkins was there. They spoke. They've got machines now that have different games on it, but because the state wants a ticket, a receipt from each one, Bally's has the technology, but it won't be available for six months, so they yeah. may allow that. But no poker machines. I said you have poker in your own home since 1989. What do you mean no poker machines? Poker machines are some of the most popular in any casino now. But but the state has allowed poker in your own home since 89 as an 18-year-old. Yeah. Well, why, why are you arguing this with me? Restating the obvious. Well, listen, Stan, it was a real pleasure. Five, six, seven. Oh, God. What are we going to do with him? I have no life. Oh, my God. And, and he's he's like he's peddling this to me, like talking about preaching to the mm-hmm. choir. Don't you look around you, Stan. After look at your look at your sunburn, rotting skin. OK, here's a guy that looks like a, a cigar store engine. His skin is so fried it's so baked and his brain as well. 
Just look at yourself. And then it should remind you of something. You're in Florida, baby. You're in Florida. And you're like, wah, wah. You don't, just understand where you are. Nothing is going to work right. Nothing is going to be done the right way because you got all these other forces like the Hopper and I just got through saying, okay? So just deal with it, Stan. This oh, is Neil God. Rogers. This is 560 oh, 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 oh. I have no teeth. I have no life. They say that everyone is Irish. I'm Saint Patrick's Day, and some of those same folks even have an Irish he don't like wearing green. He'll only go out with a lass who's under age 15. R. Kelly, he is Irish. He's just a slimy punk. And Irish eyes ain't smiling when they're listening to funk. No, R. Kelly, he ain't Irish. In case you didn't know, that's because real Irishmen don't call each other bro. No, that's because real Irishmen don't call each other bro. You know, my whole life I never really thought about this. Do you think there's any, like, black Irishmen? I mean, there's black British people. Sure. Well, why, why can't they call each other bro, you know? I think they call each other bra. Oh, bra. Everyone go bra? That's right. 10.32 at 5.60 WQM. we got that Marlin game coming up. we got to talk real fast. I'm so depressed after hearing from Casino Stan. And, of course, it only took me about seven seconds to realize who I was talking to. Obsessed. I have no Obsessed. Life. And pop, pop, pop. You know, all these years you keep, like, beating a dead horse. Don't you understand it? It's like Wally Hennessy <laughs> pounding on that horse that's fading in the stretch. Why do you keep doing that, Stan? Just kiss the ground that you got anything. It's a miracle. Who would have ever dreamed we even got anything in Florida, much less the real thing and much less the way it ought to be done right? It's the Florida effing way. It's the Jeb Bush effing way. And by the way, when you watch Loose Change Part 2, take a very close, uh, in fact, watch it four or five times about Marvin Bush, whom we hear very little about. Marvin. You see that? Yeah, Marvin Bush. By the way, can you hear in the background? I closed the door. Yeah, I, I hear it. We're doing the monthly fire alarm during the middle of the show here. So. Beep, beep. There you go. It's got a... Actually, I think they're doing it for Joyce's benefit. Bush approval falls to 33%. Oh! Can it get any lower? And like we've been asking for a long time, who are those 33%? That, 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 right? And right. Congress earns rare praise. In the aftermath of the Dubai Ports deal, President Bush's approval rating is at a new low, and his image for honesty and effectiveness has been damaged. Just when you thought you couldn't get any lower, 33%. As a matter of fact, his numbers are dropping faster than ours. If you look, going back just, uh, Wow. January 2005, he had a 50% approval rating. Then in July, six months later, 44%. December 38. February, a little bounce, 40%. And now in March, 33% in the Pew poll. And the impression, I mean, I could go through the whole thing here. It's all bad. Most Americans, 58%, believe Congress acted appropriately and strenuously opposing the Dubai Dubi Dubi deal, while just 24% say lawmakers made too much of the situation. While there's broad support for the way Congress handled the dispute, more Americans think Democratic leaders showed good judgment on the ports issue than say the same about GOP leaders by 30, about 30 man. to 20%. The new Pew survey underscores the public's alarm over the prospect that an airborne company could have operated U.S. ports fully. Oh, it's Islamophobia once again. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. What's the Arab street thinking? Uh, well, you know what the answer to that is? I give up. They're not. Oh. Fully 41% said they paid very close attention to news about the debate, which is unusually high interest for a Washington story, only slightly lower than the number of tracking Iraq war news very closely, which is 43%. There was broad opposition to the proposed deal from across the political spectrum. Even the broads were against it, including two-to-one disapproval among conservative Republicans, 56 to 
among conservative Republicans. 33% is the lowest rating of his presidency. His job performance mark is now about the same as the ratings for Democratic and Republican congressional leaders, 34 and 32% respectively, which show no improvement in spite of the public approval of the congressional response to the Ports deal. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. And his uh, ratings for handling of several specific issues, especially terrorism, have declined sharply. Just 42% now approve of his handling of terrorist threats and 11-point drop in just one month. Because obviously when business trumps security issues, when uh, all the, the Carlisle group and all these other Bush shenanigans going on with Daddy and all the brothers, well, that's more important than all the oil shenanigans going on than uh, really securing the public. And, of course, what we saw with Katrina, then that should tell you a lot, okay? It should tell you a whole hell of a lot. Speaking of uh, Katrina, where the hell's that story I got about downtown Mickey Brown? I, see, I shoved some of these things way back there. Yeah, I better shove them on the top because we got a short show today. We got just uh, really shuffle them. If we're gonna save the world today, we gotta like uh, move these things around, shuffle them around. Oh, should I shuffle the deck? Yeah, and then just surprise yourself. Catherine Harris, here's some more good news. Oh! She's running, baby. Oh! Yeah. Let's see. Oh, here's another one for the uh, guns and booze. That's good. I like that. Should somebody tell the dead eye dick that he's out there duck hunting. Who you calling, KG? And get that on our guns and booze. High schools and military recruiters. I like that. Mm. That's very good. Beauty. Nice going. Thank you, Weber Faxton. U.S. Representative Catherine Harris plans to spend $10 million of her daddy's inheritance, inheritance in a, her race to unseat Senate Democratic uh, Senator Bill Nelson, she announced last night. She ended speculation that she'd quit the race on Fox News, Hannity, and Combs. What a surprise she showed up there. What, did you hear about her plane? What about it? I heard Rumors about her. Rumors that she would get out of the race after her name was associated with a defense contractor who brought another congressman. By the way, you don't think that that white plane that was flying over Washington at the time that the uh, Pentagon was attacked, you don't think that that could have been a drone, do you? Hey, shut up, Tommy. No. Anyway, Catherine says, I'm staying. I'm in this race. I'm going to win, she told Sean Hannity. I'm going to put everything on the line. Well, guess what? You've got a Chinaman's chance in purgatory, honey. You've got about as much chance of getting elected dog catcher. Even if she spends millions in the race, though, it'll be difficult for her to catch up to Nelson, says the uh, A&P. A University of North Florida poll released hours before her TV appearance shows Harris 20 points behind, 48 to 28. Her challenge is that she's well-known, said Matthew Corrigan, a political science professor at the university. These are both well-known candidates. With that name recognition comes entrenched opinions. She is well-known. In other words, we know what we're dealing with. Fixed elections, all kinds of skullduggery. Harris is despised by many Democrats and independents for the role she played in the 2000 presidential fix. When as Florida Secretary of State, she certified President Bush's 537-vote victory. The U.S. Supreme Court later stopped recounts challenging the results because they were all daddy's buddies, or most of them. Harris's campaign has been the subject of speculation since Mitchell Wade, the former president of MZM, Inc., admitted making 32,000 illegal contributions to Harris's 2004 House campaign. Wade also pleaded guilty to bribing former U.S. Representative Duke Cunningham, who was sent to prison earlier this month for bribery. Harris said she didn't knowingly do anything illegal. She said she donated the money to charity. Right. Just like Bill Frist, he didn't realize he had that stock, so uh, he, that, that's why he sold it, because he didn't realize he had it. <laughs> Nobody knows nothing. Nobody knows from nothing, baby. By the way, our alarm, uh, the test is over, finally. All good. I can open up the door because it's getting real toasty in here, man. Too bad we don't have, like, the full show today because I would take, like, a segment. I would go and uh, cook up some of them shirataki noodles with some of that nice low-carb sauce. I'm telling you, man, you folks better tune in tomorrow. It's going to be one day, especially you fat people out there who are desperate, you pasta lovers who can't get near it or touch it or even sniff it. That could be monumental. 829, even though we got a short show, we'll make that 1,000 votes by 1250. I'll bet you Josh's life on it right now. No, no problem, right? Right. Well, you know I'm th- um, what I'm telling you. By the way, for our abandoned pet rescue, we got 17935 bucks. So you should be able to get that other 65 bucks tonight at your appearance at uh, whatever it is, Bernie Kosar Steakhouse, I, 7 to 9. I'm sure I will. In fact, if you go by and you're really nice, Josh will buy you dinner. How's that? <laughs>
as long as dinner's an olive with a toothpick through it. An olive would be good. How about how about one of them little sliced olives, half a black olive? Can you handle it? As long as there aren't too many people asking for it. 829 votes. What simply doesn't mix? By the way, thanks to Sean, I salvaged one of his polls. They were a little on the weak side this week, but they're not bad. This is a good poll, isn't it? It's a good poll. Very good poll. Church and state, 267. Jews and Arabs, 126. But look who's coming, baby. W, who now says the, this preemptive strategy of Shrek and other culture. We're going back to that again. We're going to hit them before they hit us. In other words, the ramblings of a madman. George Bush in the White House, 102. They, he's passed the others like they were laying flat out. Moving into a strong third. He'll pass the Jews and the Arabs like they're busy eating halava together. Old farts in driving, 85. Black folks in movie theaters, 78. Talk when you get outside, please. Sex and potty, 77. Money and friendship, 34. Business and family, 21. South Florida and hockey, 19. Radio and dumb jocks, 11. Sex and food, 11. High schools and military recruiters. Guns and uh, uh, booze. Look how the hell he spelled booze. B-O-O-S. Uh, booze with an S. And old farts in movie theaters. So far, I have none. I got another one. How could we have forgotten this one? Cubans and Democrats. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh, God. We're bombing the crap out of Iraq again. No silence hiding. A lot more than guns. They say they're weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> I say we send a couple megatons bombing Iraq. Absolutely. All right. In the Gulf War, we let him off the hook. I think it's time to. Give his butt a wolf. Wrecked him. So it's time to load those P1s up on Iraq. On Iraq. Till there's nothing left to see. On Iraq. Till seven, six feet deep. On Iraq. Blow up the creek on Iraq. And they say he's got some guns and chemicals to burn. And he might load him up on skirts. If we land the we'd better beware. Because some of them strands won't be done. That's what they're doing right now in Samara, baby. They're bombing into the... Forget about the Stony, into the Paleolithic Age. Into the Tamarack Age. You can't get much older than that. How about Surfside? Anyway, the uh, Sun Sentinel's taking a poll. The state has proposed a tough set of rules for parimutuels that'll have slot machines in Broward, no poker tables in the facility, no ATMs, and no freebies to gamblers. Is the state being unfair? That's like one of Lou Dobbs' polls, you know, is good better than bad, like that. 
Two uh, three choices here. Yes, Governor Bush is anti-gambling, so his administration is making it difficult for the prayer mutuals. That's the obvious correct answer. And 71.3% of the almost uh, 4,500 people who voted in the Sun Sentinel poll said yes to that. Bush is anti-gambling. He's uh, given a screwing. 24.9% say no, the state needs to place strict limits on these operations. Right. And 3.8%, 169 people say, I'm not sure. There's always that segment they don't know. No matter what the question is, as in, what's your name? I'm not sure. What day is it? I'm not sure. Is the sun shining? I'm not sure. Things like that. Tough questions. So 71% of the people are porked off. But first of all, your fat-ass governor can't run again, so we don't care. And number two, uh, you know, we'll get used to it. How's that bullet train coming, by the way? Oh, yeah. Like a 862 bullet. votes. We're going to get that thousand. We've got two hours uh, to go to get it. Two hours. Well, that's too much. And after that call from uh, Casino Stan, oh, I'm a little reluctant to take another one. QAM, hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Neil, I've got a, uh, a black Irishman. George probably knows this cat. He's uh, the founding member and lead singer for Thin Lizzy, the band. Plus, I, I have something way more important than that. Uh, uh, boy, let me ask you, are the boys back in town, though? That's the question. There you go. You yeah. know it. I love Vigo Morgenstern, and uh, did you see the history of violence, good, bad, ugly? Is it worth seeing? Did I see what? The history of violence, of Vigo Morgenstern No, movie. I did not. No, I did not. Do you like him? I don't even know who the hell that is. Oh, man, he's brilliant. Vigo Morgenstern? Vigo Morgenstern, is yeah, he he's... Uh, is he kind of Howard Stern? Ask George about him. He's okay, really ask good. George about him. Who's that? Who's Vigo, Vigo Mortensen. Who's that? He's the guy that was in that movie that he was talking about. He's uh, he's an actor. He's a guy. You won't well, like by him. By the way, I, I've got you know the argument we were having for the hundredth time yesterday. George is backed up. He, George has lost this one now. And uh -huh. I'll tell you why, Josh. Tell and me you're why. A witness, you're a witness to it because before the show, many days, you'll hear George touting some movie to me, and he'll say, oh, there's this uh, young guy in there I think you'd like. Right. Right. Now, I now, lost how, any wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. How is that possible that you can know that unless you looked at him and saw uh, certain characteristics? Well, what is it that you see about these young guys that you think I would like? Because I know the kind of guys that you like. But how can you tell Based that? on the Based kind on of guys like. that you have always talked about. Based on what they look like. Right. Well, how can you tell that unless you can I'm recognize it? Using your see, criteria. I'm, I'm I didn't say George I couldn't recognize George it. George gets on an elevator because yesterday, yeah. like I asked him about seeing a good-looking guy in a mall, mm -hmm. and he says, oh, he, he wouldn't look. George gets in an elevator in the 20th floor going down to the first floor in an office building. And uh -huh. on the 15th floor, the elevator opens, and here a real good-looking young guy walks in and stands there waiting to go. Uh -huh. And George turns around and faces the back of the right. elevator because no. he don't want to look at you're, it. You're the one that changes the argument when you lose. <laughs> when I lose, right. it's, it's a win-win all the way around. There's no, no. no losing. I didn't say that me or anybody else these doesn't guys in these movies recognize it. Unless, unless you can tell. Unless you can see it with your own four eyes, mister. Uh-huh. I didn't, yeah. I didn't say that I couldn't. It's just not something that one notices generally speaking. Well, if you don't speaking. notice it, then how can you tell me Generally speaking, it? boy, he doesn't even let you finish. Oh, I see. That's right. George is scouting the right. movies for him. Well, thank you very much. No problem. Five, I'm, here, six, I'm here for you. <laughs> and many times I've told you about voluptuous uh, that's hot right. babes in movies. And also, right. I was the one that turned you on to Britney Spears years and ago. And like the guy that called. If I tell you there's boobies in the movie, I'll right. tell you that. The point that I I'm not ashamed to... of that. I don't have to like lie see, about it and make up a story. Oh, I would never see a, a hot babe in a movie with like boobies uh, flashing out. I would the never point do I kept that. Trying to make I would, I would the, look see, away. See? The point I kept trying to make, and, and the caller even got it wrong. The, 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 Everybody uh, the gets it wrong. They, they do. you got to go, oh, my wife asked me all the time, and, and that, that's, the exact, that's the point I made right there. Has your wife if ever asked you, do you think that's if a something, guy? Yes. Has, if yes. something you, brings you, it up, response? if there's a reason to take notice. And what's your response? Take notice. Yes or no or uh, well, how different. Can, how can you give a yes or no if you can't I tell? I didn't say I couldn't tell, and I never <laughs> said that. And I never said that. 
Oh, my God. I said, we God. don't make it Let's a see. point. How about as long as we put Cubans and Democrats, we ought to put Cubans in heterosexuality. I'm sorry. It's just uh-huh. a joke. Justin, when you lighten up, my God. Uh-huh. Jesus, you are. Is he uptight or is this my right, imagination, Josh? Josh, am I imagining it? You've never had sex with a straight guy. Josh? It might be a little bit of your imagination. Oh. <laughs> WQAM, hello. How many checks does he send you? Yeah. QAM. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Neil, how you doing? Pretty good, Pally. Uh, I want to play imaginary with you for a second. What would the chances be of you going to satellite if they would offer you? None. They're, they're, it's, it's like talking about what are the chances of uh, $400 million falling into your backyard by noon? Oh, you know, but I, I, not, I, you would be, it's not going to happen. It's so still funny, but, but like, Bubba the Love Sponge, the guy, even though he can curse and do everything he wants, he doesn't compare to you. I understand that, but it's not going to happen. Don't you understand? i got a, an agent who's an idiot. I got the, <laughs> It's just aggravating to even bring it up. Why do these people keep bringing it up, you know? I guess they're trying to suck up a little bit, which I appreciate, but there's no point in it. It's like beating a dead horse. It's like Casino Stan hocking me with that casino crap again. Just get used to it. I'm doing fine. I have no. I, I would only wish to each and every one of you that your life would be as fine as mine is these days. Believe me, I have I have no complaints. And for me, that's really saying a lot. None. Now that I've erased from my mind all the stuff about this station and who's on two to four, I, I don't care about any of that. Just pay me. That's all. Leave me alone. Joe Bell came in this morning making sure everybody's happy, patted us on the back, you know, which is his specialty. And that's it. Pay me on time. That's all. Be nice to get a little bit of promotion, and the 30th anniversary thing went over like a pregnant pole vaulter. Could have been a little bit, uh, you know, could have been a little more exciting than that. And then this, uh, you know, this fundraiser thing I didn't want any part of. But, but you know, something. Who cares? These are these are like little minor, like when you get a scratch on your shoulder, you know, like a little tiny itch. That's it. You, you scratch it a little bit for two seconds, it goes away. Little irritants in life. My life is great. The sun is shining. It's a little on the cool side. It's about 35 degrees. I, I'm used to that. I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm a happy camper. 12.50, I will be out the door so fast like like a lightning bolt. You couldn't you couldn't fart faster than I'm going to be out that door. On the way to plunge my guts out, that's my new expensive hobby. I'm having a great time. My, my shirataki noodles arrived today. My low-carb sauce showed up yesterday. What timing, huh? That was good. Mm-hmm. Well, what's not to like? I'm anxiously anticipating the review. Well, that's tomorrow. It's going to be, I'm telling you, muy importante, that show tomorrow. You ought to be, you fat folks, and the other ones, too, ought to be glued to it. And the radio, too. So this business of keep beating me with that satellite, thing, it would be great. I, I wouldn't lie to you, okay? It would be great. I'd love to be heard by a lot more people. I, w- I wish we had, like, that loose change, even just for things like that. The book of Brian right. bits that people oh. can hear. The stuff that we have on our website that millions of people ought to be looking and peeing their pants or getting really excited about. But, of course, there are people that don't want that to happen, you know? There are a lot of people who want to make damn sure that doesn't happen. In addition to which, there are some people that talk a good game, but uh, they haven't got the cojones to do it. And let me say it again, all you people. Oh, and I got the story in here, as long as that guy called with his song to dance about. Here it is. XM and Sirius reached new lows on Wall Street yesterday. America's subscription radio providers each lost ground on Wall Street, and the opening bell yesterday morning set at lows not seen in a long time. XM was down 51 cents to $20 and a half, its lowest value since November 3, 2003, two and a half years. The fallen XM share value came after Standard & Poor's Equity Research maintained a hold rating on XM and reduced its 12-month discounted cash flow-based target price from 27 to 24 bucks and widened its estimated loss for 2006 per share from $2 to 222 Meanwhile, Sirius dropped 15 cents to 4.45, retreating to the company's lowest since November 15th of last year, of 2004. The decline for Sirius came a day after the release of its latest SEC filing, which showed a dip of more than 1,000 active Sirius subscribers at Hertz from 2004 to 5, and a continued average churn rate of 1.5%. So, you know, there was all that big hoopla in the beginning, and Howard's on there. And granted, he's got millions of fans, and that's wonderful. The fact is, most people don't want to pay for something they can get for free, okay? 
If you can get good sex for free, are you going to pay for it? I mean, I could understand if you're only going to get it at home, and it's not all that great, George, but that's another mm -hmm. story. But seriously, you see what I'm saying? Right. Why are people going to pay for something they can get for free? In addition to which, what has he got on there? What has he got? Oh, well, Stern's got all these different stations to program. He's got Bubba the freaking love sponge. He's got Scott Farrell, who's, uh, you know, we know what he is. The package, the big package, and the big uh, whatever it is, you know, the big bazoombas. And that's it. And he's got, uh, they got Martha Stewart on there, and they got Lynn Samuels and her ancient uh, fag hag routine. That's it. Where's the beef, baby? Where's the talent? And the fact of the matter is that most of the people with any talent are under contract working in so-called terrestrial radio. Oh, you guys are left behind. Well, last time I checked, I'm not missing any meals. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. We've obtained photographs that officials call definite proof of WMDs. What that means for your weekend, I think. I think that would be extraordinarily dangerous. Saddam Hussein was a threat. And it's hard work. And it's hard work. It's hard work. It's hard work. It is hard work. It is hard work. It's hard work. Everybody knows it's hard work. I love shooting a nail gun, too. All right. 1102 at 560 WQAM. And running gang at the United Nations is that whenever the United States takes a defiant stand against an overwhelming majority of the 191 member states, there are only three countries that particularly vote with Washington most of the time, whether it's right or dead wrong. As expected, this incongruous voting pattern was repeated yesterday when the three loyal U.S. allies, Israel, and the two tiny Pacific Island nations of Palau and the Marshall Islands were the only member states to stand in unison with the U.S. when it rejected a resolution calling for creation of a new Human Rights Council. The vote in the General Assembly was 170 in favor and four against U.S., Israel, Marshall Islands, Palau, with three abstentions, Venezuela, Iran, and Belarus. Since the U.S. has no veto in the General Assembly, the resolution was adopted by an overwhelming majority. The U.S. opposition couldn't block the establishment of the new Human Rights Council. With the exception of the usual additions of two tiny dependent island states, the United States and Israel stand alone in defying virtually the entire world's support for the new Human Rights Council, said Phyllis Bennis, senior fellow at the Washington-based Institute for Policy Studies. And what kind of a fellow is named Phyllis? But at any rate, well, we got one. <laughs> oh. Log on to WQM.com and make your picks for Bell South Hoops Hysteria. Picks are made round by round. So start making your first round selections right now. 
User with the most points at the end of the user, the uh, plunger, the uh, contestant with the most points at the end of the tournament wins the grand prize of $1,000. Perry lives. Was that Perry again? Oh, it sure was. Way in the back. We're on top of it this time. Perry's way off in the back. He's dead, but nobody can tell the difference. What simply doesn't mix is our poll today. It's a good poll question. We got 904 votes. We'll have over 1,000 by noon. How do you like that? Just because we got a short show, don't sell us short. Don't forget, I'm going to try my shirataki noodles tonight with my low-carb pasta sauce and maybe some nice meatballs. Although, you know what I do like to do? What do you like to do? You know that um, rotwurst that I ordered from uh, Omaha Steaks? Mm-hmm. I like to put that in my Flavor Wave Deluxe and cook that about 15 minutes and then slice it up, you know, and it's like uh, like sausage, you know, like spaghetti and sausage. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> slice it up into small, like, uh, pieces and then put that in my sauce. Oh, yeah, and then put that together with my shirataki noodles sounds and some good. nice heavy Parmesan cheese, as Mr. Ego would say. That sounds pretty good to me. Boy, if that, if that is good, it's going to revolutionize my life and maybe a lot of yours, too. We'll see. What simply doesn't mix? Church and state, 286, God forbid. Jews and Arabs who have done law, who've been proven it for thousands of years, 138. George Bush in the White House, 122. He's right up on the Jews and Arabs' ass. Oh, how's that the roadmap coming, by the way? Oh, it's a little bumpy. Old farts and driving, 87. Black folks in movie theaters, 82. Sex and potty, 80. I wonder what uh, that restaurant critic would think about that. What that was his name? The one that croaked. Oh, jeez. I can't think of it either. Money and Friendship, 35, probably just as well. South Florida and Hockey, 23. Business and Family, 22. Radio and Dumb Jocks, 11, OJ. Sex and Food, 11. Guns and Booze, 4. Oh, thank you, Air, for Josh had booze spelled B-O-O-S. Now, listen, for a guy that drinks as much of it as you do, you ought to be able at least to spell it. Hey, I can throw it down, just can't spell it. You can throw it down, yeah, throw this. It's spelled better once he's uh, under the influence. I see. High schools and military recruiters, too. Cubans and Democrats, one. Old farts and movie theaters, none. Come on, are you crazy? They start repeating the dialogue out loud in the middle of the movie. Oh, and now he says to he just said, uh, I think that uh, Joe killed the, the guy. Uh, yeah, whatever. I guess these people probably don't frequent those kind of establishments, and just as well. 910, baby, that's our new frequency. We're moving to the middle of the dial. I say let's take over that 940 frequency with that Scare America crap on there. We could sure get a big number if we had a frequency. If we were on FM. Man, let's go on FM. What do you say? Forget about that satellite crap. Sure, let's do it. I know it's and I'm going to take one more. WQAM, hello. QAM. No. Yes, sir. I got an addition for your poll. Okay. What about the Dolphins in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> Even with Donnie's call peppers. Dolphins and the Super Bowl, I like it. And if you want to do a sports one, how about another one? Panthers in the playoffs. All right. Oh, brother. Nice game last night, not... They didn't even show up, I don't think. 4 nothing loss to the Flyers. Even the, uh, Robert Esch, who's the backup goalie now for Philadelphia, behind that Nittimacki guy. Robert Esch they play. The second, when a team plays a second-string goalie against you, that tells you a lot, that they think you suck. And the Panthers did. 4 nothing, 4-zip. No playoffs again, over and over and over again. But at least you'll have the honor of handing them 5 bucks starting in the 1st of July next season when you walk through that gate. I thought you were going to get Panthers in attendance. No, I think Panthers in the playoffs. I mean, that, that goes without saying. You could say Marlins in attendance. Other than the Dolphins, just about. How about the WNBA? How's that doing? How the strikers doing? Look at all the things that have failed at it in South Florida, you know? Just, uh, you know, because, you know, just numbers alone don't make a, a metropolitan area. Follow what I'm saying? Just because there's 4 million people in Dade Broward and Palm Beach, or maybe there's more now, it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing because they're like uh, they got nothing to do with each other. It's like disassociated folks who are like uh, from all all over the uh, hell's half acre, and they don't give a crap about each other about anything, unless some the team gets hot, and then well, then it's a different story. A Dubai-owned company announced yesterday will sell all. We had this at the end of the show, but it's worth repeating. 
will sell all its U.S. port, because we're very newsy, all its U.S. port operations within four to six months to an American buyer, providing new details about its sale plans that were forced by congressional concerns over terrorism security. Lawmakers who criticized the Bush administration for approving DP World's earlier plans to operate in the U.S. said they were satisfied. However, the House voted yesterday 377 to 38 to formally express opposition to DP World running any port terminals in America. How do you like that? Close vote, 377 to 38. They said, get out of here already, okay? Take your DP and uh, go sell some BP and get out of our face. Go take a, a BC powder. Get lost. Well, here's some good news about a very good friend of yours. Who that? Lawyers for swap shop owner Preston Hand. Oh, Preston. Asked the Broward judge yesterday to toss out fraud and other allegations brought against him by a former swap shop vendor. Poor Preston. I think he was sniffing a little bit too much of that L of those elephant droppings there in the circus ring. Like that. Or maybe hanging around too much with white-haired Sheriff Nick Navarro. That could have been it. Whatever happened to Nick Navarro? He just kind of vanished into the woodwork. I hope we can only pray. Yeah. Boy, what a, what a wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. I know we got that thing on here somewhere. Is that under Navarro? I guess it's probably under I think it's Navarro. 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 Right. I think that's what it's under. There it is. Very short. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Right. Anyway, I told you about that time I saw him meeting Ruth Chris in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, he kind of like uh, gave me a nod. And, and then as I was walking out, I forgot he was sitting there and just walked right by him. I mean, I, I, you know, of course, if I would remember, I still would have walked right by him. One thing I can't stand is phoniness. You know, I just can't stand. Oh, hi, Nick. How you doing? Big handshake, pat on the back, you know, smack him in the eyebrows. Ever see his eyebrows and his wounds together? Same, same eyebrows. Good point. But after hearing arguments from both sides, Circuit Judge Robert Lance Andrews suggested he wouldn't decide the motion anytime soon on poor Preston's hen. I wonder if Preston's hen's got that bird flu. Don't hold your breath about getting a ruling any time this century, Andrew said. I sure hope the bird flu isn't going to be unleashed just in time for the elections in November, you know, like another 9-11. How many more people have to die to keep the neocons uh, in power? How many more million people? About 30, man. Plaintiff Joel Leibovich, who attended yesterday's hearing with two of his own lawyers, once operated restaurants, snack bars, and food and beverage carts at the swap shop. In December, Leibovitz sued Hen and his company, seeking damages for both personal injury, economic loss related to an altercation at the giant flea market and outdoor drive-in movie theater last May 20th. Hen, 75, is scheduled to go to trial April 3rd on criminal charges stemming from that encounter. Leibovitz has accused Hen of failing to honor a promise to give Leibovitz a long-term lease at the swap shop. Leibovitz claims he lost money as a result. Hen's lawyer, William Schur, said Leibovitz had a week-to-week contract to operate, nothing more. Sure did not seek the dismissal of two additional civil counts of assault and battery against Hen. He said he expects those to go to trial someday. Someday. You know that song? Da, 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 da. Someday. Yeah, by who? When hell freezes over. Poor Preston. And speaking of attorneys with real tourists on their hands, an agent for Oakland Raiders wide receiver Randy Moss, along with his wife, are charged with possession of crack cocaine as a result of police being called to a hotel in St. Petersburg to investigate disturbance, authorities said yesterday. See, if it isn't the jocks, it's their attorneys, it's their agents, it's their buddies, it's their paisans, it's their drug dealers, all of these things. Dante, like uh, Barry Bonds, for example. He's smearing that cream. Dante DiPocano and his wife Terry of Charleston, West Virginia, were arrested Tuesday at a hotel in St. Pete. The hotel's management called police to report a disturbance in the couple's room. When officers entered the room, they found the drugs, the drugs, the drugs. I wonder if they had one of them rocking big ceramic uh, units. Three other people were also arrested and charged with possession of crack cocaine, police said. No further details of their arrest were immediately reported by authorities. Dante has been battling depression over two tragedies that occurred this past year. We don't know the facts of his arrest at this point, but we hope and pray that Dante will not get the help he needs. So Tom DiPiero, an attorney with DiTrapano, Barrett, and DiPiero. Moss also commented through the attorney's office. He said, I'm sticking by my friend, and I'll support him and his family as he gets help battling his problem. That's what Randy Moss said. And a rolling stone gathers no. Moss. Well, I, I knew that. I know you did, but the audience may not have. 
Twelve minutes past eleven. Listen, there's a lot of things they may not know. Oh, like the fact that that was Casino Stan at first call. <laughs> that that was that was painful. Don't take it personally unless you want to, Stan. How many times do we have to say bye bye, Stan? Enough already, okay, with your obsession. Bye bye bye. Your heart's in the right place, but your brain fell out a long time ago, okay? Once when you sat down. Welcome. I'm one of them, uh, whatever it was. God, one of them outhouse things. Remember the outhouse gang in Halliday? I wonder oh, if they're yeah. still around. They're probably all living at Sonny Rosenberg's house. Sonny Rosenberg, man, think of all the notorious South Florida characters over these last years I've been on the air. Man, oh, man, Sonny Rosenberg. And then we found out about Frank uh, Exlocato and his TV show and his pepperoni juice drool. <laughs> oh, that may have been the best facts of all time, you know. Might have been. You don't think? It was damn good. It, it, just, it really just hit me, I guess, sir. It hit my funny bone. Hey, I'll tell you one thing that will hit you the right way, and that's uh, Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach, because you can't beat their combination all the way around. they got the best selection. they got sales holes to know your feet inside and out, so make sure you get a perfect comfort fit every time. And they got unbeatable prices. And what a selection of top major brands like Rockport, Floresheim, Echo, SAS, New Balance, Mephisto, and lots more. And Brandy's professional shoe fitters, like I said, will make sure you have a perfect fit every time. Ask for Arnie. He'll take the best care of you. Brandy specializes in wide widths as well, so what's not to like? Brandy's is worth your trip no matter where you live in South Florida. For comfort, style, fit, value, and selection, always think of heading for Brandy Shoes, and you'll find Brandy's at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Brandy's open daily Monday through Saturday till 9, every Sunday till 5, and this week, because every week they got some extra special thing, go, thing going on, this week it's a good time to buy floor shine at Brandy's because you give you a free belt. Valued at over 25 bucks when you buy a pair of Forsheim shoes and some great savings on ladies' shoes as well for the ladies this week. So be sure to get into Brandy's or do your shoe shopping on their website at brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Shakira sings other people's hits. She already made music history by recording her first English language album. And now she's taking her art form to the next level by re-recording songs that were already hits in English. Only this time they're in English again. Shakira sings other people's hits. If you really, really like Shakira's CD, Laundry Service, then you'll really, really, really like her new CD. Shakira sings other people's hits. No tenemos en español en estos momentos. See, uh, I just had a brainstorm. I could, okay. I, we could, like, revolutionize. You know, we're always looking for the publicity. We could revolutionize radio here tomorrow with my new shiritake noodles. I could, like, uh, get some of that sliced pappy rooney they sell in the supermarket. Right. And I could cook up my noodles into some of that low-carb pasta sauce. And instead of, like, uh, put slicing up hot dogs or bratwurst in there, I could, like, put them pepperoni slices in there. And I could and? eat a whole bunch right here on here and have pepperoni juice rolling uh, down my chin. <laughs> I was just going to say. A radio first take right a, here. Take a picture of yourself doing it. I think it's a good idea. The old pepper, pepperoni juice drooler. Anyway, uh, last week the press reported that Merrill Kaiser, a Democratic candidate United, for the United States Senate from Ohio, who's a really kind of person, a religious nut, believes that homosexuality should be punishable by death. Kaiser's opposition to the Democratic nomination is U.S. Representative Sherrod Brown. 
Page One uh, Q is a uh, website. Let's where the hell did I find this? Probably on Raw Story. Has obtained a portion of an audio interview in which Kaiser says that singer performer Elton John should be put to death and insinuates that the same should be happening to Mary Cheney, the daughter of the vice president. The Edge Show, a growing podcast with over four thousand weekly listeners, conducted the interview, and it's got a link. Do we have this on our website, right, Josh? I uh, I believe we do. Yeah. Anyway, you can hear the whole thing by clicking the link. Uh, here's the transcript of the portion of the show in which Kaiser speaks of superstar and out uh, gay man Elton John. Uh, the transcript follows. Host Chad Larson, Elton John, he comes to the state of Ohio. He's gay and proud. You want him dead? Should he be killed? Candidate Merrill Kaiser, I would prefer that he repent. Larson, obviously he's not repenting. Should he be killed? Kaiser, well, he's worthy of death. The interview then turned to the subject of Mary Cheney, the vice president's daughter. Larson inquired as to whether Ms. Cheney should be the subject of the same treatment Mr. Kaiser suggests for Elton John. Larson, how about Mary Cheney? How about the vice president's daughter? Should she be killed? Should she be killed, sir, if she does not repent? Kaiser, uh, you know, the important thing is they're facing the second death. Larson, of course, but in your perfect world, should Mary Cheney be killed for her being a homosexual? Kaiser, if she's not going to repent. Larson, then she should be killed. Kaiser, she's not being killed. Larson, if her life is no longer existing, then is she being killed? Kaiser, well, how else are you going to do it? Larson, so are you saying Mary Cheney should be killed for being a homosexual? Kaiser, why don't we, what's wrong with drugs? Larson, we're going to drug her? Kaiser, why do we have laws against drugs? <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. He's a Democrat running for orifice in Ohio. All right. Zion America, baby. You can have it. They're bombing the hell out of Iraq again. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Another way to endear. I'm sure a lot of innocent civilians will die, but that's those pain-in-the-ass innocent bystanders. Even the mob made sure that those pain-in-the-ass innocent bystanders didn't get hurt. Remember that? That's what Clemenza said. That's right. It's important. WQAM, hello. Hello, hey. You yes, know, sir. Did you see here the thing that uh, the Carlisle Group's going to get the port deal, and uh, the ER Remembrance is also involved the Carlisle Group by $8 billion. So yeah. they're going to end up running them who anyway. Said, who said the Carlisle Group's getting the ports deal? Who said that? They were talking about it yesterday on Scare America. Yeah. The Carlisle Group's going to get the port deal. They when I see it, I'll believe it, okay? When I see it, I'll believe it. wouldn't surprise me, though, because that's Daddy Bush. I mean, basically the same bunch of crooks. Speaking of crooks, Michael Brown. Hey, heck of a job, Brownie. Former head of FEMA, deliberately ignored a new national disaster plan and circumvented his boss, Homeland Security Secretary Mickey Chertoff, and tried to manage the federal response to Hurricane Katrina directly with the White House, according to a new House report just out only moments ago. By disregarding the national response plan finished in 2004, Brown deprived the nation of an opportunity to determine whether the NRP worked. The House investigation concludes in its amended addendum to its February 15th report, a failure of initiative scheduled for release today. The all-Republican panel led by Chairman Thomas Davis III, Republican of Virginia, prepared the supplement after issuing a subpoena and ordering obtaining Brown's sworn deposition February 11th, too late to publish an scathing 520-page study. By attributing numerous failings to Brown, the new House report obtained by the Washington Post refocuses an unflattering spotlight on the former Bush political loyalist and the White House. Though he resigned under fire for his handling of the hurricane response, Brown's image was rehabilitated somewhat in videos leaked this month that showed him imploring the government to gear up for Katrina and emphatically warning the White House. But, there's always a big, big-ass but. The House reports that Brown virtually boasted that he avoided communicating with Chertoff, then in office about six months, and called directly on the White House for assistance instead. Brown opposed or never advised the new secretary to take steps under the response plan, such as declaring an incident of national significance, activating a, a catastrophic incident annex to speed federal aid, convening an expert in, uh, interagency incident memo, or naming a principal federal officer in charge, the report said. In other words, he screwed up bad. We knew that. We'll need to keep that in mind as Congress considers its post-Katrina agenda, Davis said. FEMA needs serious work, but the NRP might not. Right. It's uh, really sad. So we're really prepared well. They did a fantastic job on Katrina. 
doing one fa fabulous job of spreading democracy and get everything all straightened out in Iraq. They're doing a tremendous job of diplomatic uh, negotiations with Iran. They're doing an even better job of uh, eavesdropping in on your phone calls and opening up your mail and checking out who you're Googling on the Internet. All of these, uh, all of these, all of these minor things. things. And America wants to know who's going to be on American Idol, baby. That's what they want to know. Who's going to win the college hoops? That's the important stuff, right? College hoops. That's right. I bet you, I bet you Josh has got a card. You got damn, one? Damn right. <laughs> I got one, so too. So does George. Get out of here. You got a very first I helped, card him, I helped him fill one out. That is the time. epitome of hypocrisy. Come on now, I, I tell you what, a girl like two years what? ago won it. You call George a girl? Out. No, it doesn't matter. He, you know, you exactly. don't need to know I'm anything. Not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm as bad as a girl. Is what he's like trying anyway. to say. And by the way, speaking of hypocrisy, gambling is gambling, Mister Slotsy. I got news for you. This is the anti-gambling show. We got Hank Goldberg <laughs> in the morning, Eddie K on air late, and I doing a show from Atlantic City. Knows we got to have somebody to stand up against this crap. You guys probably put Casino stand up to that obnoxious first call today. You probably called him at home. I'm all for it, man. If it has to do with degeneracy, I'm all for it. That's get right. out of your guts out. Plunge your brains out. Who knows, man? Just like last night, I would get 30. And what I get? No, 15 bucks. 15 right. bucks on the lotto. Some schmuck won 14.2 million tax-free. You can't win unless you spin. You, if you're not in, you can't win. That's right. So you got a card. What now? How did uh, Josh help you fill it out? Well, you don't think he's going to give you the winners, do you? So that he can unless he no, no. They got the there. little rankings and everything here, and I mostly voted for colleges that. That's uh, pretty rank, all right. Colleges it, that you never heard of? No, no. If uh, if I had sex with a girl that went to that college, that's who I picked. I see. Well, that that should cover a lot of territory. You should have them all covered then. Uh, yeah, the ones yeah. I picked. Now, what about the ones you missed out on? Time to go back to school, folks. Oh! That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. I mean, got President Bush can go to Canada in New York. Why yeah. can't I go back to Canada Academy and brush up on my Algebra 3? I got Montana going way further than I should. I think it's time logic. to take Algebra 4 and Latin 4, if you ask me, whatever. I think instead of going to college, what which for? is really a waste of time, I should like taken, uh, instead of the 12th grade, senior, should have taken the 13th grade. Would have been a lucky number. Maybe by that time I would have butched up enough to like uh, reach out and touch someone, like the phone company said. Wasted a lot of good years, man. Could have had me a lot of good times, but it's okay. I'm making up for it. 964 votes on the poll. What simply doesn't mix? Church and state, 307. Jews and Arabs, 142. The Jewish street and the Arab street. George Bush in the White House, 140. It's right on the uh, Jew-Arab ass. Old farts and driving, 89. Black folks in movie theaters, 86. Sex and potty, 84. Feh. Money and friendship, 36. South Florida and hockey, 25. Business and family, 22. Radio and dumb jocks, 11. Sex and food, 11. Guns and bruises, 7. High schools and military recruiters, too. Cubans and Democrats, only one. Old farts and movie theaters, one. Uh, Panthers in the playoffs, none. And Dolphins in the Super Bowl, none. I think we chased all the sports people away. Thank you. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. $1,000 and one Cadillac. The United Arab Emirates presents infrastructure safety in the hands of congenial terrorists. Hello, I am Sheikh Yabadabadudu of Dubai, friend of your mighty president's family for many years. In view of the recent uproar of us buying your ports, I am here to educate you about the future acquisition. Re-educate, that is, not brainwash. Not brainwash. Shipping ports amount to nothing more than a few crates in a parking lot. What we really want to purchase on your jet engine factories 
interstate highway, your land, and your soul. We have the money to graciously ease your trillion-dollar deficit. We will soon anyway, once we perfect your ignorance. Perhaps now I leave you with a better understanding of the UAE. Continue to view soccer ball stickers on the back of your Morados. Talk on your cell phones and believe all that you hear in media with our question. And no harm will come to you if you accept Allah and uh, you are not a Jew. Praise Google motion Allah and obey. It just cost me $6,000. Okay. Huh? 11.31, till noon. Now, here's a fax from Jay who says, this is almost as good as the guy who was calling about my being on the satellite again. Right. Due to my job, I can only listen to your show off and on. From 2 to 3, I have the opportunity to listen to the radio consistently. I like sports, so I enjoy a little sports talk during this free time. Due to the Mo Man, I was forced to listen to the whiny Dan Patrick in the past. However, since there's no Mo, Mo Man, I love to listen to QAM again. The consistency of inconsistency during the 2 to 4 slot has kept me away, though. I can't take Geldy for more than five minutes. I like Curtis and I like Bo Camper, especially when he talks about things other than sports. He is surprisingly funny at times. I haven't heard those. Is it possible you could ask the powers to be that be to put a consistent voice in that slot? A consistent voice. Well, let's put Constance on there. She's a panic. There is the man. Can QM supply it, he asks. No. No, evidently not. For the poll, which this is a good, you redeemed yourself for this. Neil Rogers show and phone calls. Don't mix. Very good. Put that on there. Yeah, get that on right away. There is demand, but can be supplied. Evidently not. Like I said, I don't care what the hell they do anymore. I just, I give up. I mean, just, it's the 16th of March, and it's uh, beyond embarrassing, you know? I mean, if we really want to play like major market radio, like a real radio. And then uh, Jay, uh, what's his name? The new Joe uh, Bell, Jay Bell, was in there this morning telling me about how uh, great everything is going. We're getting there, and, uh, you know, not perfect. So uh, that's good, Joe. I'm glad to hear it. Now, it would be nice to have somebody on two to four every day as opposed to this Mickey Mouse crap that we got. It's the middle of March already. We're going to have Mickey Mouse on? Mickey Mouse is going to be on. No, actually, Mecca Mouse is going to be on. Making that, that sound that we like so much. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said she and former Justice Sandra Day O'Connor have been the targets of death threats from the irrational fringe of society, people apparently spurred by Republican criticism of the high court. Aha, uh-huh, here we go. People like Tom DeLay, that, that ilk. Ginsburg revealed in a speech in South Africa last month that she and O'Connor were threatened a year ago by someone who called on the Internet for the immediate patriotic killing of the justices. Security concerns among judges have been growing. Conservative commentator Ann Coulter joked earlier this year, the unctuous Ann Coulter, that Justice John Paul Stevens should be poisoned. Over the past few months, O'Connor has complained that criticism mainly by Republicans has threatened judicial independence to deal with difficult issues like gay marriage. God forbid. Worry is not limited to the Supreme Court. Three-quarters of the nation's 2,200 federal judges have asked for government-paid home security systems, Attorney General Alberto Villafab Gonzalez said this week. Ginsburg said the web threat was apparently prompted by proposals in Congress filed by Republicans that tell judges to stop relying on foreign laws for court decisions. It's disquieting that they've attracted sizable support. And one not-so-small concern, they fuel the irrational fringe, she said in a speech posted online by the court earlier this month and first reported yesterday by LegalTimes.com. According to uh, Ginsburg, someone in the website chat room wrote, Okay, commandos, here's your first patriotic assignment, an easy one. Supreme Court Justices Ginsburg and O'Connor publicly stated that they use foreign laws and rulings to decide how to rule on American cases. This is a huge threat to our Republican constitutional freedom. If you're what you say you are and not just armchair patriots, then those two justices will not live another week. Representative Tom Feeney of Florida, Republican, sponsor of one of the congressional proposals, wrote about the legislation on his website and in bold letters featured a quote from O'Connor predicting the Supreme Court would probably increasingly rely on foreign courts. Nice going, Tom, you idiot. And it goes on and on. This is, uh, what's going on in your America, baby? We don't like the decision. Kill him! Sounds good. On a lighter note, not. How come you're so newsy? Because we feel like it. How do you like that, schmuck? That guy, there's certain calls you just can't get out of your head. Yeah? Like the guy yesterday. 
I don't remember what the hell he was talking about. Oh, about uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, your your good buddy, uh, uh, right wing uh, fanatic Tom Brady, is sucking up to the Jews. He's over there in Israel now. And then I look at the real story, and Bob Kraft is over there. His wife is a big fundraiser, and uh, yeah, it's a big deal, sucking up to the Jews. I got news for you: Tom Brady could come right up here and <laughs> all he wants. Anyway, sorry, Joyce. Nine hundred ninety-nine votes. Holy cow! Who's going to be the one that's going to break the ice now? My God, it's only eleven thirty-five. And I just, a thousand votes. Oh! That reminds me of WCFL Chicago. One, what a great frequency that was, you know. It was a pretty good station, too, once upon a time. That Barney Pip. It was the Pip of the station, WCFL. One thousand on the radio dial. Isn't that a good spot? That's a great frequency. Yeah. Anyway, uh, screw them. Oh, well. The voice of labor, WCFL. Thousand votes. Let's see how this thing is going, baby. What simply doesn't mix? Church and State 320, George Bush in the White House. I told you, second place in marching toward the front, 152. They're goose-stepping toward the lead. Jews and Arabs, 144. If they could just get together on a damn headgear. Old Farts and Driving, 90. Black Folks and Movie Theaters, 87. Sex and Potty, 86. Money and Friendship, 39. Bad mix, baby. Don't do it. Don't go borrowing money or loaning money to your friends, Stan. South Florida and Hockey, 25. See, there is one. Business and Family, 22. Radio and Dumb Jocks, 11. Sex and Food, 11. Guns and Booze, 7. Booze. Cubans and Democrats, 2. High Schools and Military Recruiters, 2. Dolphins and the Super Bowl, 1. Old Farts and Movie Theaters, 1. None for Neil Rogers showing phone calls or Panthers in the playoffs out of 1,000. If I don't know why there's none for the Panther thing, because nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just telling it the way it is. Nobody cares. By the way, they had that story in the news last night, including interviews with fans, you know, about the parking thing. Yeah, and what do the fans say? Oh, what'd you think? They're pissed off. They're pissed off. What are they doing about it? They're not going. Yeah. Oh, well, come on. Not going my ass. Get out of here. Better than either. When the people of South Florida finally decide to actually make a statement about something, that'll be a first. I've been there 30 freaking long years. About 30, man. I have yet to see that happen. Never. Ever. The government, the FCC, proposes a fine of $3.6 million against CBS and dozens of its stations and affiliates in a crackdown on what regulators call indecent television programming. Oh, my God, there might be sex and flesh, God forbid. Who the hell would want to see that besides us? The FCC said in a network program without a trace. Have you ever seen that show? I guess not. No. Josh? Nah. Good movie without a trace with Judd Hirsch. About that little kid that got lost. You never saw that? No. Without a trace with uh, Kate, uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, Kate Nelligan. Nelligan. No. Good movie. Anyway, a network program without a trace that aired December 2004 was indecent, said the FCC. It was indecent. It said the graphic depiction of teenage boys and girls participating in a sexual orgy. How do we miss that, for Christ's sake? Really, we got a copy of it. What the hell's wrong with that? I don't see anything wrong with that, no, do you? No. Nothing wrong with it. Except that we missed it, yeah. We weren't invited. Christ. Oh, and speaking of that kind of stuff, speaking of hanky-panky, this just really frosted my fat old ass. Annie Poole, whose 1997 short story inspired the film Broke-Ass Mounting, has written a scattershot blast in a British newspaper, unleashing her anger over the film's best picture, Oscar Loss. We had this on the website the other day, didn't uh, we? I believe we did. Josh? Yes, we did. Yeah. Poole, how do you say her name? P-R-O-U-L-X. Poole? You got me. Stick her ass in the pool. Prooks. Prooks criticizes Oscar voters <laughs> in the Academy Awards ceremony in the 1094-word rant that appeared in Saturday's issue of The Guardian. That's where we had it, from The Guardian. This is on CNN, which is like a day late and a dollar short, five days later. The Best Picture Oscar, as we know, deservedly so went to Crash, a far superior, a sensational movie, as opposed to a piece of turd, an overrated piece of garbage that has a lot of sheep and guys who are looking at him very suspiciously. 
Academy members who vote for the year's best film are out of touch not only with the shifting larger culture and the yeasty ferment that's in America these days. Oh, the yeasty ferment. Can you smell it? Mmm. But also out of touch with their own segregated city, Pooh writes. The 70-year-old Pulitzer Prize-winning author points out that Brokeback, which was nominated for eight Academy Awards, was named Best Picture at the Independent Spirit Awards one day before the March 5th Oscars. Well, whoopee do. <laughs> if you're looking for smart judging based on merit, skip the Academy Awards next year and pay attention to the Independent Spirit choices she advises. She even lashes out at Lionsgate, the distribution company behind Crash. Rumor has it that Lionsgate inundated the Academy voters with DVD copies of Trash, excuse me, Crash, a few weeks before uh, the ballot deadline. She calls it Trash. She decries the atmosphere of insufferable self-importance inside the Kodak Theater, the site of the Oscars, and describes the audience as a somewhat dim L.A. crowd. The show, she writes, was reminiscent of a small-town talent show night. Clapping wildly for bad stuff enhances this, she says. She notes that Brokeback's three Oscar wins for original score, adapted screenplay, and direction for Ang Lee put it on equal footing with King Kong. Oh, yeah, I'll buy that. Only King Kong was bigger. When Jack Nicholson announced Crash as the best picture winner, there was a gasp of shock, Prue writes. Not, not in my house. I was going, yeah, like that. That's right. Ours, too. We wooted. It was a safe pick of controversial film for the Heffalumps, she writes. I have no idea what that means. Some Brit th Using the elephant-like Winnie the Pooh character to describe Academy voters. You ever hear the Heffalumps? From Winnie the Pooh, yeah. It's an imaginary oh. creature. I see. Like her. For those who call this little piece a sour grapes ranch, she concludes, play it as it lays. Yeah, lay this. Caused by the AP to her Wyoming home and her literary agent, Elizabeth Derenshoff, were not immediately returned. Well, she lives in Wyoming. What does that tell you? Probably out there uh, next door to Dick Cheney. Well, I sure hope you don't go hunting next door to Annie's. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. What are you going to do about it? You fairy. It's day out in Miami town. <laughs> At 560 WQAM. You call that a jingle? It was a friendship that became a secret. Well, Dan, I reckon if we're going to be retired network anchors together, we ought to start drinking together. Oh, good idea, Tom. Bottoms up. Uh, so to speak. There are lies they have to tell. There are truths they can't deny. On Bokal Mountain. You talking head sure found a way to make the time pass up there. Oh, uh, well, we're just fishing buddies. Bokal Mountain. I wish I knew how to quit you, Tom Brokaw. Love is a force of nature. You know, Dan Rather, it could be like this. Just like this. Always. Bokal Mountain. Now showing a little more than you wanted to see. I'm sure that. Right did you hear this, man? Get right on the edge of your seat. You're ready right. to start making uh, whooping sounds. I'm just getting a whooping cough. All right. I'm telling you. The feud that started between Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony while both were employed by Infinity Broadcasting is reaching new levels on satellite radio with both parties taking shots at the other. But... While sitting in on Sean Hannity's program yesterday afternoon, Stern finally admitted to the long-rumored gag order that he had had Mel Carmazon place on Opie and Anthony when they were handling afternoon drive at WNEW New York. When Stern was asked by a caller about the gag order, he confirmed it by admitting, That's right, I believe in censoring anyone who is my enemy. He also added, I believe in censorship when it benefits me. Oh. Oh. I, even, I even took my pen and I underlined that statement. Okay, oh, talk about a mashed ego. Haven't I always told you that? Yeah. That, that's why you're never going to hear any other real talent on that uh, serious thing, because it's all about Howard. So all the rest of us can rot in hell. I'm, I'm going to read that paragraph again. When Stern was asked by a caller about the gag order, he confirmed it by admitting, that's right, I believe in censoring anyone who's my enemy. He also added, I believe in censorship when it benefits me. 
Playing back that audio on their XM satellite radio program this morning, Anthony noted the hypocrisy of that statement by saying he's been complaining that individual members of the FCC were putting their morality on his program instead of interpreting FCC law, which is exactly what he did with us. Earlier in the program, Stern addressed Opie and Anthony by saying, when I'm in business with the company and they hire Howard Stern's imitators to go on in the afternoon, I don't want anyone knocking me. I have a plan. Every time I go up against people, I analyze the competition. I think about you six different ways to Sunday. I turned to Mel Carmerson at the time and said, you two, uh, your two boys that you hired who sound identical to me will implode. I give them three to four months. They're so desperate to be famous, they're going to do something stupid. If they can't talk about me, they're going to go insane. Watch. He laughed since I made other predictions about radio, and I watched them implode. While it took three years of WNEW broadcast for Opie and Anthony, as Stern suggested, implode, the duo has had a successful run at SM and recently revealed their negotiations for a new long-term deal. But going back to the Stern drama, Opie and Anthony say they didn't start this feud and that it was Stern who started calling them copycats and felt threatened by their show. This is a long thing. Ready for a long thing? Sure. When we came into New York City, we knew you didn't come into Howard's backyard and start bashing him, said Anthony. What we did was slowly build up an audience that happened to be his audience driving home. We had a common audience. He saw that somehow as a threat. He saw there was potential for the Opie and Anthony show to get an audience and perceived it as some kind of threat to him. We didn't attack him as a human being, Anthony continued, explaining they would parody Stern. I would do impressions of him and suggest maybe he wasn't as close to his audience as he once was because he is winging out to the Hamptons in the helicopter. Instead of coming back to us on the air and battling us that way, like he had with John DeBella and many other personalities across the country, he went behind the scenes to Mel Carmazan, had him drag us into his office and threaten us with firing if we didn't stop talking about Stern. Hannity, appearing on Opie and Anthony's program this morning discussing the Stern interview, tried to say Stern deserved credit for not dodging the subject, but Opie and Anthony immediately cut him off, pointing out that this is the first time in five-plus years that Stern's admitted to his behind-the-scenes wrangling. They also pointed out that the issue went beyond Opie and Anthony, and I'm mentioning Stern on their program, and included guests being blocked from appearing on their show. One CBS Radio Insider told FMQB that at the time, then-K-Rock program director Steve Kingston would block music artists from appearing on Opie and Anthony's program, a statement verified by a couple of anonymous record reps. There was an admission they were telling people not to appear on our show, explained Anthony. Back to the current day, Opie and Anthony and their pests have been wreaking havoc with portions of Stern's Sirius satellite radio channels. Recently, Scott Farrell's test run on Sirius was derailed by Opie and Anthony's fan base as they inundated and controlled the phone lines, making it impossible for Farrell to get a caller on the air that wasn't a fan of Opie and Anthony. <laughs> oh, poor Scott. <laughs> Opie and Anthony have also been pointing out what they call more hypocrisy by Stern for taking off certain Fridays, playing audio of Stern, Robin Quivers, and Artie Lang, discussing why it's important to be in the studio five days a week. <laughs> if you're not there on Fridays, then you're doing a disservice to your audience, says Stern in the audio clip. If you're going to do this job, then you show up every day and give it your best. Meanwhile, despite denials by CBS Radio that were reported elsewhere, Opie and Anthony insist they were absolutely... Absolutely. Contacted by the radio company to replace David Lee Roth. We've been negotiating with them a few weeks, said Opie. When it was first presented to us, it was a done deal. Then you get lawyers going back and forth. Opie and Anthony also told Hannity that there were major hurdles that needed to be cleared, and they didn't want to compromise the integrity of their program to fit terrestrial radio broadcast standards. We love being on satellite radio, said Opie. If it compromised our satellite radio shoot too much, we don't want to do it. How do you like that, huh? I'm going to read that line again. I believe in censorship when it benefits me. Nice. An ego bigger than the universe. Just just absolutely unbelievable, okay? Hey, it's Howard. Howard Spang. That's why when there was all this carrying on about the FCC and it was always it was always about him. They're out to get him. Not the rest of us who've had our own issues over the years. Not Man Cow, not me, not anybody else on here who've ever been uh, you know, hassled by the FCC. No, it's all about the FCC and Howard. The whole world, it's the world according to Howard. Oh, bro. And you think I'm gonna go like uh, you know, lay in bed with that? You ever looked at it? Ooh. Yeah, right, exactly. And by the way, the nose job didn't help, Howard. 
He admitted on Letterman. He said nose job and uh, yeah, didn't help. Tell. Speaking of somebody needs a nose job, Wayne Gretzky. What a segue. Gretzky's wife faces gambling subpoena. Or is that subpoena? Wayne Gretzky's wife will be subpoenaed to testify when a grand jury looks at charges in the case involving that betting ring allegedly run by an NHL assistant coach, New Jersey's attorney general said. Interview with the AP yesterday. Good. Get her ass. Now, you'd like to. In her yeah. first major interview Stay since quick. being sworn in as attorney general six weeks ago, Zulima Farber. I wonder if she's kin to be Farber. Who? Zulima, Zulima Farber said that Janet Jones will be called to testify about the high-stakes gambling ring as soon as the grand jury convenes. She'll be getting a grand jury subpoena, so when the grand jury convenes, she'll get a subpoena, Farber said. She'll be served. She hasn't been because there's no grand jury yet hearing the case, but she will. Farber said authorities will convene a grand jury to hear evidence in the gambling case relatively quickly. We're not talking years. We're talking weeks or months, not years, she said. Gretzky and Jones have been linked to the ring allegedly run by Phoenix Coyotes assistant Rick Tockett, a former NHL player and close friend of Coyotes coach Gretzky, Needlenose. Jones is alleged to place large bets through Tockett. An attorney for Jones said last night that uh, she hasn't received any grand jury subpoena from Jersey authorities and said her client has ne never been informed that she was the target of a New Jersey grand jury investigation. A Jersey state trooper was accused of taking bets while patrolling state highways, and several current NHL players have been implicated as regular bettors, though not have been charged yet. None of the players alleged to have made wages have been publicly identified by officials yet. I think it becomes a big case only because of the names involved, Harbor said. I think it would have been a routine if there was such a thing, illegal gambling case, if it weren't for the names of those people involved. However, because there was a trooper involved, it was big to us. Farber said additional charges were likely in the case and left open the possibility that charges could be brought against state police officers or other bettors. How you like that? Janet Gretzky, man. Janet, uh, whatever mm -hmm. her name. Janet Jones Gretzky. And Jessica Simpson snubs Bush. And I wonder if she's uh, got that canned tuna under her bed. Ch chunkin of the sea. Chunk, chunk chicken of the sea, right. Tuna. In fact, it's probably got bird flu. Concerned about politicizing her favorite charity, singer-actress Jessica Simpson yesterday turned down an invitation to meet with U.S. President George W. Bush, a snub that left Republicans dismayed. Aww. First, they had, that, they had that porno actress invited to dinner again, that Republican, the porno bitch, having dinner at the White House again. And now they're trying to suck up to Jessica Simpson. Now that Nick finally cut her dumbass loose. The apparent final word that Simpson will be a no-show at a major Republican fundraiser with Bush and congressional leaders came last night after a day of conflicting reports from her camp and organizers of the event. The blonde star of the film The Dukes of Hazzard still plans to visit Washington today to lobby members of Congress on behalf of Operation Smile, a nonprofit venture offering free plastic surgery for disadvantaged children overseas with facial deformities. Well, that's kind of cute. Maybe she can help out that uh, broad in France, the one that ought to get the refund. Oh, the face transplant lady. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's You're brutal. I am. You're right. People close to Simpson say she declined a request to appear the same evening at the gala fundraiser of the National Republican Congressional Committee, even after she was offered some private FaceTime with Bush because Operation Smile is a nonpartisan group. Oh, God, do I have a line for that. But it just feels wrong, one Simpson insider told Reuters on Wednesday, adding that the actress keeps her political views private. She would love to meet the president and talk about Operation Smile, but she can't do it at a fundraiser for uh, the Republicans. It's never been a problem for Bono, he said, referring to the U2 rock star who's met regularly with political leaders of all stripes from various causes, including third world debt. Well, you know what? Bono can go to hell. We can't stand Bono. Can't stand him, mm -hmm. his supposed music, any of these things. Although Simpson's publicist insisted she never had planned to attend the fundraiser, uh, Forty said the actress initially accepted the invitation when it was extended Tuesday night, only to change her mind the next day. I mean, who wants to, first of all, who wants to be uh, seen there with the Titanic, okay? Jump on a sinking ship. A sinking, stinking ship. Never forgive her what she did for my boy Nick. I, I think what? he did much. I don't know what she did. 
Hey, she couldn't help him. She made him a lot of money, though, I'll say that. That's right. She even made a lot of money for his stupid-ass brother that has no talent whatsoever. That's right. Drew. They, oh, were, they were leeching onto her. That, that's true. Kind of like that whole Jackson family. And Michael, mm-hmm. kind of like that same thing. Ever see Michael Jackson and Rita Crosby at the same time? Same voice. Oh, my God, baby. 11.57 at QAM. we got less than an hour to go to Marlins baseball. Oh, happy day. Hallelujah. Beach Ford is gone mad. It's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. They just missed having a record month in February, so they're going to break it this month, right as we speak. Right now, extended cab Ford F-150s are as little as 249 bucks a month with just 9.95 down, plus fees with approved credit and 39-month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you've got to be mad yourself not to take advantage of rebates and gigantic discounts of up to $10,000 on all new and used vehicles. But if you're not in the market for a new car yourself, but you know somebody will, send them into Beach Ford because if they take delivery this month during March, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks in cash. And like I tell you, every day that money comes from their advertising budget so they won't pass the $200 cost along to your friend's price. Don't miss out on this once-a-year event. Beach Ford's Madness in March. Extended cab Ford 150 is low as 249 bucks a month. Discounts and rebates up to $10,000 and $200 cash just for referring a friend. Hurry your ass in there and say hi to Paul. Tell him that Neil sent you by to Beach Ford. You'll find them two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street and West Dixie Highway. Guaranteed. We'll bet you Greg Reed's life on it. You will love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Early this morning, around 4 a.m. And it smelled like rotten carcass on a dinner plate. I pulled the cover up over my head so I could breathe. But your aroma's keeping me awake. And even though I know you never shave under your arms, I've been trying my best. Not complain Reminds me of my toilet drain But Clean your hair and wash your rectum Brush your teeth before you wreck them Buy some speech stick for your armpits You're so stinky You smell like peppy on my sweater Or a real wet Irish setter I think I'm gonna send you a letter Saying you're so stinky Driving, hoping the air was clear Cause you smell like someone's vomit mixed with stale beer I guess I'm feeling just a little bit tired of this It's open nice perfume, you know it does exist I don't have any blessings left to my name An odor like moldy wood when it warps Check your pulse, you smell like a corpse But clean your hair and wash your rectum Brush your teeth before you wreck them Have some speed stick for your armpits You're so stinky Smell like Kathy on my sweater well, The new bombing guy initiative has been racked Expected to last a few days They're just bombing and bombing and bombing around the clock Better play that Bomb around the clock. Down. All right. we're, we're, we're really well the first time 
Clooney and Huffington clash over blog posting. You know, this has been a uh, stellar day. I think we ought to have a Marlin game every day at 1250. It works out just I fine agree. for me. And it for you? Sure. What about, what about that Stern thing and Opie Opie oh, and Anthony? It's just nauseating. I, I'm going to, let's see. I, got yeah, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> I believe in censorship when it benefits me. Oh, man, that is just, that's the epitome of what it's all about, you know? Just like that phony baloney thing. Well, I'm calling uh, Norm on personally on behalf of uh, Howard. He wants us to get Neil on. Uh, yeah, right. It's not about me. It's not about them. It's not about anybody else. It's about. It's not about Bubba the Love Sponge. It's not about Farrell. It's uh, about Howard. Life is about Howard, and that nose and that hair and boobs. Associated Press writer, Los Angeles. Uh, what's that? Uh, Salvage Shoe writes. It's George Clooney versus Ariana Huffington. The standoff worthy of good night and good luck. Now, who was telling me that it's very dry and don't watch it? You? Me. Oh. You seen it? I saw it. No, I think you made a good point. That is, I lived through it. I watched Ed Murrell every, every week religiously on TV and sitting there chain smoking, which is why he died a nasty, wicked death. It's very interesting, but all their conversations are like in slow motion. Yeah, like that. Oh, God. Kind of like that movie I was telling you about, the one with uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. That's a sec- See, I didn't realize I had seen it before because I didn't see I, the I whole thing this time. time. And we had rambled on about that the first time, about how screwed up it was. But I'm glad I saw it again. And then that little kid that's so annoying that's in the movie with De Niro, God's Ascend. Oh, brother. Awful. Just kill that kid. The newly minted Oscar winner says, George Clooney, that he didn't write a blog post of money on commentator Huffington's website, though he gave her permission to use a, a compilation of his critiques of the Iraq War from interviews with Larry King uh-huh. and the London's Guardian. Ms. Huffington's blog is purposely misleading, and I've asked her to clarify the facts. Clooney, 44, sent a statement issued yesterday. I stand by my statements, but I did not write this blog. You know, this whole blog thing, other than Lassiter's, which I do read all the time, because I have a personal interest in uh, making sure he's still uh, hanging in there. But other than that, it's just uh, too many bloggers, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody's a blogger. Oh, and that reminds me of that fabulous, uh, that, your, your buddy, man. You were right when you discovered uh, Doug Thompson. Capital Hill Blue. I was a little he's, slow coming around. He's the oh, we'll get to that in a minute. In Monday's profanity-filled posting, Democrats are faulted for muting their views and criticism of the Bush administration in the months before the start of the Iraq War. Huffington denied any wrongdoing. A rebuttal on her website claims she and her staff initially compiled a sample blog for Clooney from his interview answers because he wasn't sure how a blog worked. Huffington said that after she sent Clooney the sample, a firm publicist emailed, you know, when Hank told me this morning that he's drinking that Welch's grape juice, I, I just wanted to cry. Is there any hope? No. Huffington said that after she sent Clooney this, well, I mean, of all, and don't get me wrong, I love grape juice, especially Welch's. I love it. But of all the things that you could uh, eat or drink, it's like like a sugar infusion. Mm -hmm. It's like taking a syringe and just taking pure sugar water and injecting into your veins. Maybe you've got great Jewish genes. I don't know. Huffington said after she sent Clooney the sample, a film publicist publicist emailed her and three days later approved it without any changes. This was an honest misunderstanding. She wrote, but any misunderstanding that occurred occurred between Clooney and the publicist. We based our decision to post on the unambiguous approval we got in writing. Clooney's publicist, Stan Rosenfield, disagreed. Oy. It's not a misunderstanding. It's misrepresentation, he said. She knows what she was doing. She was saying to people that she had George Clooney's blog, and she was printing it. George Clooney doesn't make statements. He answers questions. Rosenfeld said Clooney had requested an addendum of clarification of the posting. Clooney, who wanted best to buy a beep, a beep, a yeah. Good night, good luck. It was no crash, but nevertheless. See, ordinarily, that would have been a movie I might enjoy watching, but like you said, I lived through it in the whole McCarthy thing, and Bobby Kennedy, and Jimmy Hoffa, and Ed Murrow, and uh, all that other stuff, and the epitome of uh, journalism. Mm-hmm. Doug Thompson writes, this ain't a blog. And, and this is, uh, you know, this takes me back to the days when we started our website, and we were very naive yeah. and uh, stupid and young. 
Younger you know, than foolish here? You're going to have to play the blogger song now. You're getting me uh, jonesing for it. Do I have it? I think you do. It's under blogger. Oh. B-M-A blogger. That's it. Do call me a nerd. Why, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. Just because I believe the binaries of Binar will develop a subspace time shifter and send the Olsen twins back to primordial Earth to establish the unctuous strats of Bolivia. It is true I have no picture in my profile, but I can assure you I resemble the Silver Surfer. I have a goodly amount of porn. I am not queer. I am just a stitch in the fabric of the Pelago sphere. Albeit it may seem pathetic that I have glued on my head a Klingon prosthetic, it would please me to get a few more bids on my extremely rare box of quick. Yeah, it was good timing. Anyway, we got a good break this hour because we got the Marlin pregame at 12.50. We've only got two breaks because somebody really messed up. I don't want to say who. So that's good because it gives me time to go through this whole thing. The first paragraph on this, this ain't a blog by Doug Thompson, Capitol Hill Blue. You, you, this will be very familiar to you. There's a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It was a dimension as vast as space and timeless as infinity. Sound familiar? So it does. It's the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It's an area we call the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer. A fun part of running a new site like Capitol Hill Blue is interaction with readers, he writes. Some 2,500 emails a day flow in over the electronic transom. Reader Rant, our lively discussion board, boasts nearly 4,500 members and grows daily. Our daily email newsletter goes out to more than 150,000 readers. So at the beginning of the month, I decided to try Blue as a blog-style format, inviting direct reader feedback to our daily news articles. For a while, it appeared to be a good idea. Lots of lively discussion on key issues, excellent interaction with those who, uh, with ideas to share. Then the crazies moved in, homophobes, racists, conspiracy theorists, and troublemakers whose goal was to control this website or turn it into a breeding ground for hate, fear-mongering, and hyperbole. Frustrated writers with an axe to grind decided to post long essays and treat our comment section as their own personal publishing system. That's not what Capitol Hill Blue is about. That's not what I've spent the last 11 and a half years of my life building this website into a place where our readers can find unbiased news and a standard for accountability that applies the same rules to elected officials from all political persuasions. For the last two weeks, our email from readers ran two-to-one in favor of pulling the plug on direct article comments and returned to the old system of publishing news and using our reader rant forum for comments. On Wednesday, those who work for me and contribute articles, information, and time to this website conducted an intervention and laid it on the line. Blue is not a blog. It's a new site. Let's get back to basis. They conducted an intervention. Good. As a recovering alcoholic, I know a thing or two about interventions. He says they spring from love. Capitol Hill Blue is a collaborative effort by many people who share my love for the project. Blue is not a business, never has been, never will be. It's a labor of love. Oh, there you go, Eric. It's a labor of love by a dedicated group of volunteers who donate their time and efforts to put together the oldest political news site on the Internet. From our moderators who run Reader Rant to the writers, editors, and production staff who put together a new site every day, and to the readers who make this effort worthwhile, Blue is many things. But it ain't a blog, never has been, never should be. 
Technorati tracks some 30.7 million blogs and reports thousands more springing up every day. 30.7 million blogs. Readers can find many excellent blogs on a variety of topics, including politics, which has always been a popular focal point. More than 2,000 blogs linked to Blue Daily, and Technorati says we rank 166th in links among the 30 million sites they monitor. About 30, man! Linkage is what most blogs provide, a collection of links to information resources. A few do original research, but most blogs, political or otherwise, are one-person stream-of-consciousness sites based on a singular point of view, based on that person's political leanings or philosophical bent, linking only to articles and information that support the singular point of view. Blogs often become the backyard fence of the Internet, a place where neighbors gossip and spread unfounded information or wild-eyed speculation. While some of the same misinformation can be found on purported news websites that are little more than partisan shills for parties or ideologies, but that the blogosphere is where you find the conspiracy claims that the CIA brought down the World Trade Center and similar tinfoil hat theories. Over the past two weeks, those of us who work to keep this website up and running have had to spend too much time dealing with flooding of the site by racists, hate mongers, political extremists, and conspiracy buffs. In one day, we had to junk more than 2,000 comments that used racial epithets, threats of violence against elected officials of federal crime, or libelous, libelous comments. Last weekend, when my wife and I needed to deal with the emotional trauma of learning we couldn't save a pet we both love, I spent 12 straight hours on the computer protecting our system from a spammer who tried to disrupt the comment section of our news articles. All of this detracts from our primary goal of uncovering and reporting news. We're here to serve the hundreds of thousands of readers who turn to Blue for unbiased news and considered analysis, not lose time dealing with a handful of disruptors who seek to subvert the process for their own narrow purposes. So Blue returns today to its news format. We continue to encourage and welcome reader comment, both on our reader rant form and via email, and we're sure that those with something to say will use both venues to let us know how we feel. And I thank those who try to make our experiment a success by offering good ideas and reasoned debate on the issues raised by our articles. Please continue to do so in our reader rant section or talk with me via email. Here on the news side of Blue, we also concentrate on the political reform project we launched over the weekend. In addition, we'll soon launch a new grassroots initiative aimed at increasing citizen involvement in politics and generating positive change in the system that's been ruined by money, power, greed, and corruption. Lesson learned. My apologies to our readers for the brief detour into the Twilight Zone. See, there's your buddy. Good man. Yes, he is. And they're doing a heck of a job. Unlike Brownie, they really are doing a heck of a job. Favorite crossy to imagine. I beg your pardon? He's my favorite crusty curmudgeon. He is. He's great. I say let's get him for president. Damn straight. He qualifies. Of course, I'm not sure what he's drinking and smoking. Well, he's, he's uh, not drinking. He's recovering, anymore. right. What simply doesn't mix is our poll question today, and we got way over 1,000 votes. We got uh, 1,076. It's not even 1,230 yet. Pretty impressive, ain't it? Church and State, 339. George Bush and the White House, 174. Jews and Arabs, 152. Old Farts and Driving, 94. Sex and Potty, 91. Black Folks in Movie Theaters, 89. Money and Friendship, 42. South Florida and Hockey, 26. What's that? Business and Family, 23. Sex and Food, 13. Radio and Dumb Jocks, 11. I wonder if they're listening across the street. I'm sure they are. Too bad, Joel. Guns and Booze, 10. Neil Rogers Show and Phone Calls, Solamente Trace, 3. Cubans and Democrats, 3. Dolphins in the Super Bowl, two. High schools and military recruiters, two. Panthers in the playoffs, one. Old Farts and Movie Theaters, one. And like I said, Panthers in the playoffs, uh, nobody cares. First, and first, last, and in between. They don't care. They could care less. Very sad. Let's see. They made the playoffs three times in the history of the franchise, but like I said, nobody cares. And they haven't. They've won one playoff game since whatever that What was that one glorious year? Remember what that year? 88? No, nah, whatever. No, I don't remember. Long time. Not 80. 90-something. 12.15 at 5.60 WQ, and we got the Marlins on deck at 12.50. 35 minutes away, but who's counting? Oh. I sure am. Marlins and the Dodgers at 105 from Vero. 
Mad Dog at 4 or after the baseball game. Roberto Luongo show with Geldy from uh, Doris, uh, Doris uh, Tanya Market in Boca at 6.30. 7 o'clock, Hurricane Hotline at Bernie Cozar Steakhouse with Jesse. And Josh Cordes will be there with our goods, with our merchandise. His, our goods and his goods. Jesse Agra in the studio, 9 to 10. And Eddie K from Atlantic City, 10 o'clock tonight. Another gambling show. And George has got a, uh, a card on college hoops, a college hoops card. Oh, right. God. Well, you can't well, say well, nothing. How much, slots, how much could you possibly player? win? Is the question. Well, I have no idea. I'm how sure there's. Uh, I'm sure there's 40 people in the pool. Yeah. And how much? Buck a piece? piece? Five bucks? How much? What? Ten. Ten no. bucks. No, four hundred. Costs ten bucks to get in. Yeah, I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. You spend. I don't know the exact amount of people that a are. Guy in. like right. you spend ten bucks while your family is home starving. That's right. Good thinking. With lightning quick speeds, the latest features in security, Comcast high-speed internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board. You can put a lot of tuna under the bed with that money. Today you can get on board for just nine ninety-five a month for two months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed internet is up to four times faster than DSL 1.5, up to 100 times faster than dial-up, which run out with high-button shoes. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast's reliable, fast connection means you'll be flying through the internet. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet, you get instant access to free features like the fan, video mail, Comcast Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. Not only that, but you also get McAfee security tools included so you can rest assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. So what are you waiting for? Start doing a lot more faster than you ever could before. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for just $9.95 a month for two months. You wonder how you ever manage without it. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST, and of course in... 954 Comcast. This is Neil Rogers. Rock, rock solid. This is 560 QAM. And hold it. Real American A-holes. Real American A-holes. We salute you, Mr. Road Cone Placement Engineer. Mr. Road Cone Placement Engineer. After testifying against Vinnie Tortellini, your membership to the Teamsters Union has been revoked. Now, the FBI has hooked you up with a swank job, riding on the back of a pickup truck for eight hours a day. Riding in the wheel well. You wear your cornhards with pride as you strategically arrange your orange dust caps and endure the obscene gestures of the drivers you are so gallantly trying to protect. After your three-hour lunch break, you make another pass, replacing the pylons so recklessly knocked over by old ladies and student drivers. Make a left with the light. With your Timberland boots giving you a confidence stride, you pick up those cones faster than a Metallica roadie on net, prodding your foreman to pat you on the back and say, job well done, Hank. Ow! So we salute you, Mr. Road Cone Placement Engineer, <laughs> your hot hat, your reflected vest, and your new last name. You are a real American a-hole. How do you like that? 1222 at 560. I'll tell you what we like, that Marlins. We love the Marlins. Play every day. Come on, every day would be good. All year round, even in the snow. Huh? We'll be well, we, playing the snow in Cleveland, get Detroit. That covered dome. You don't want to have to worry about That's that. That's correct. Playing the Mets up All there the in New York. we got here. Undaunted by the difficult war in Iraq, President Bush reaffirmed his first strike policy against terrorist enemy nations today and said Iran may pose the biggest challenge for America. That's what he said. He also said, Abu Ghraib. In a 49-page national security report, the president said diplomacy is the U.S. preference in holding the speed of nuclear, uh, nuclear and other heinous weapons. I wonder if he knows famous heinous. 
If necessary, however, under long-standing principles of self-defense, we do not rule out the use of force before attacks occur, even if uncertainty remains as to the time and place of the enemy's attack. In other words, whenever we feel like it, okay? Oh, I think they might just be doing something. It was well, but a boom, but a bang. Of course, we don't know who the, we're, we're going to get the troops to do these things. We just sent 700 more there to Iraq to be human sacrifice, but nevertheless. And speaking of the great ter- uh, care we're taking of the troops, and the fact that uh, these grave robbers are just a bunch of greedy uh, lunatics. And that's the nicest thing I can say about them. Halliburton Company failed to protect the water supply paid to purify for U.S. soldiers throughout Iraq. Isn't that nice? Lovely. Let them drink swill. Halliburton right. failed right. to protect the water supply it's paid to purify for U.S. soldiers throughout Iraq. In one instance, missing contamination that could have caused mass sickness or death, an internal company report concluded. The report obtained by the A&P said the company failed to assemble and use its own water purification equipment, allowing contaminated water directly from the Euphrates River to be used for washing and laundry at Camp Camp Ar-Ramadi in Ramadi, Iraq. Feh. Feh is exactly right. Now, that's not just to the water, but to Halliburton. Well, remember at the beginning of the war, we were posting all those stories about how they weren't delivering food or tents or water or anything. And then overcharging for the meals meals that weren't eaten. Right. Well, at least they're consistent. The problems discovered last year at that site, poor training, miscommunication, and lax record-keeping occurred at Halliburton's other operations throughout Iraq. County or countrywide, all camps suffered to some extent from all or some of the deficiencies noted. Will Granger, theater water quality manager in the war zone for Halliburton's KBR, Kellogg, Braun, and Root subsidiary, wrote in his May 2005 report. AP reported earlier this year allegations from whistleblowers about the Camp Aramati incident, but Halliburton never made public Granger's internal report alleging wider problems. They kept it mum, as you would expect. The water quality expert warned Halliburton the problems will have to be dealt with at a very elevated level of management to protect the health and safety of U.S. personnel. We don't give a damn about U.S. personnel, okay, or their health or their safety. That's plain and obvious. Couldn't possibly be more obvious. Halliburton said yesterday it conducted a second review last year that found no evidence of any illnesses in Iraq from water and believes some of its earlier conclusions were incomplete and inaccurate. The company declined to release the second report. The company declined to release the second report. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. And another line that needs to be read again, Howard Stern says, I believe in censorship when it benefits me. God, that, that is just, it's just grotesque. In other words, I want everything to be about me, and let's censor everybody else because it's going to help me. big, fat, hairy hypocrite. What a crop of crap. I say crop, a crop of crop. A, a crop of crap. A crop of crock of crap. A bountiful harvest of it. An internet chat room that streamed video of live child molestations has been shut down, and 27 people have been charged with online child pornography offenses, federal authorities said yesterday. And there's a picture of Alter- Attorney General Alberto V05, who looks like he just came in on his banana boat. I wouldn't be surprised if he came in through that tunnel in- from Mexico, you know what? That wouldn't surprise me either. Nice hair, by the way. Mm. Justice Department Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials are still looking for one suspect after an undercover sting operation shut down a website called Kitty Picks and Kitty Vids. It wasn't clear exactly how many suspects have been arrested, but Randall Sanborn, a spokesman for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Chicago, said most have been arrested. Randall Sanborn, I wonder if he's kin to the uh, Chase and Sanborn people. One of the seven molestation victims was younger than 18 months. Four minors under the age of 12 were also shown on the internet site being molested. I wonder if the Catholic Church has got a hold of that website. Hmm. Immigration and Customs Assistant Secretary Julie Myers yesterday described the chat room as molestation on demand. The name of the two videos listed in the indictment are explicit. One suggests that one of the victims was a seven-year-old girl. Lovely. And speaking of fun and games, Sony Corp. will delay the launch of its much-anticipated PlayStation 3 console until November, prolonging the agony not only for itself, but also for many others in the video game industry. Aren't you depressed? No. 
Well, why not? I'm sure that I'm sure your kids. Well, we already that. got the PS2. That's the well. Name. I'm sorry, they have a PS2 my ass. That's old news, Where do you man. Put the joystick. That ten dollars that you just uh, tossed away on that stupid uh, hoops card. Hey, I'm gonna win this. Are you? And, and how much can you win? Forty bucks. Four hundred. Four hundred. Like I said, good move. Gambling, man. That's where it's at. Let's just all plunge our guts out. Gambling and shirataki. I think. I think if that stuff really tastes good tonight, I just might not be here tomorrow. I'm just gonna like take a big sign, big cardboard sign. I'm gonna like. Of course, I don't know where the hell I'd get it though. That's the problem. You know, the the fact is that it's been under such great demand. That's why a lot of those people were PO'd who posted the things on the Amazon.com because they couldn't keep up with the customer demand. So as bad as some people say it smells and tastes and whatever in the uh, uh, and I, I just really doubt that because it's just flat and unlike regular pasta which swells up when you cook it, you know, you know how it does. Yes, I do. It swells up. Swells like right that. Up. This doesn't do that. You just wash it off real good. You rinse it and then you parboil a couple of minutes and it just heats it up, but it doesn't like hmm. expand. I'm real curious. And it's also very high in fiber, they said, so that, like, especially if you had diabetes, it's a lot better for you than Welch's grape juice, Humper. I just mentioned that in passing, Humper. Ken Kutargi, the head of Sony's video games division, said Sony is still trying to finalize the copyright protection technology and other standards for the Blu-ray DVDs. You know something? Who cares about this? I don't care about this. Right. Maybe some of the, I don't really care if they do either. Right, good. I'm more, no, I'm more concerned about the HD DVD player. And discs. That's right. The Toshiba one is supposed to be out sometime this month. I think maybe you ought to Google that for me. What am I looking for? I've got 22 minutes. I beg your pardon? Toshiba oh, what Just Google Toshiba HD DVD player because it's supposed to be out sometime this month. And I want to be one of the first ones to have it. Not because I care about being first because I just want to have it. Although, of course, it's kind of useless, you know. It's like having, it's like having uh, false teeth and having a toothbrush. See my, see my point? I see it. Not too much uh, point. I'm going to the official Toshiba store. Remember that story I had about how they got their thing? And, of course, then there's going to be the other one from Sony and uh, somebody else, whoever the hell it is, at the end of the year. Because we, we can never agree on one. It's always this crap about, oh, you got to buy our brand, just like the VHS and that beta oh, brand. Yeah. Anybody out there that's got a beta VCR, good luck to you, okay? <laughs> well, what are you laughing about? How the hell did they know? It's supposed to be a better quality. It was supposed to be this, but a beep, but a boop. Remember the big pitch? I do. Boy, this thing's taking forever to load for some reason. <sighs> oh, don't tell me you got one. I, I should have done it myself, man. This computer is faster than grease lightning. I don't Here's see anything coming up. What is it? I'm on Toshiba's official site, and they don't have anything for sale yet. Oh. That's well, an dang it. Well, just keep your eye peeled on that, baby. 1,113 votes on the poll, and it's only 1,230. We got 1,100-plus votes. That and 40 cents will buy a, uh, a fraction of one of them basket, basketball cards. What simply doesn't miss, mix? Church and State, 351. George Bush in the White House. He's moved into second place. He's got a long way to go to catch church and state. Long way to go. He's got 182. But hasn't he been making fantastic, big goose-stepping strides, though, since uh, early before the oh, yeah. today? Goose-stepping. Thanks to whoever fanged that in. Jews in the Arabs, 153. Old farts and driving, 97. Oh, I forgot to get that halava the other day. Damn it. That's bad. It's got sugar in it. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. got loaded with carbs. Plus, it tastes like, tastes like cardboard. Why the hell would I want that? Don't do it. Sex and potty, 93. Potty. <laughs> that was, uh, that, I want to hasten to point out, that was Sean's term and that's what he me. Yeah, that, that's more like it. Black folks in movie theaters, 92. Money and friendship, 42. South Florida and hockey, 26. Business and family, 26. Sex and food, 13. Guns and booze, 12. Radio and dumb jocks, 12. OJ. Cubans and Democrats, 4. Neil Rogers show and phone calls, 3. Well, we're taking 6 or 7 today, at least. Dolphins in the Super Bowl, three. High schools and military recruiters, two. Panthers in the playoffs, still only one because still nobody cares, and they're used to it anyway. And old farts and movie theaters, only one. How about a little louder? This is Neil Rogers.
This is 562 AM. Take off those checkered pants. Hey, it's Howard. Howard David. Welcome back to the Mo Howard David Show, where we're chock full of zany but good, clean family fun. I'm here, and you're there. <laughs> I can tie a phrase, huh? You know that pipe-smoking thing's rape is funny? Is that funny, huh? What? 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 Since when is gang rape funny? What do you require of me? I require you drop your pants. Oh, now, see here. Right now. Okay, I no drop it down you. the hey, You like it? Hey, get your hands out. Get out of there. Elephants of this. That's my delicate. Don't touch my delicates. I'm tender. Why does everybody want to rape me? Why, because we think it's funny. That's why. Don't put it there. Get your ass out of that sink. I gotta wash these eight spots off my hands. What are you, some kind of fairy? What do you know about being queer, you moron? I've been right enough to know the difference. We're supposed to be talking about sports here. This is sports radio over here. We love men. From this point on, I demand. To get paid by the door. Yeah. Now we're going to make something out of this crate paper, you understand? Yeah. Then maybe later I'll pull the link sausages out of my pants, okay? <laughs> yeah. okay. It's a joke, you moron. Ah. Oh, no. There's Martians in my pants. Hello, Warden. How can I help you? Well, you see, Warden, yeah. I keep getting raped. I'll look into it right away. Thanks, Warden. It's about time, somebody. Now drop your pad. Huh? I said drop your pad. That's a more candle. Get you something to do while you're watching golf. Like uh, pouring the uh, hot liquid in your eye. Uh, like this. Now look what you made me do. God, keep your pants on. Now, pen wide. You want to watch my show? You'll do as you're told. Now get over here. Yeah, that's right. Now come here. Now get over there. Come here. Now come here. Not there. Over here. Oh. Stole the pizza? No, I did not steal no pizza. Stole the pizza? Now see here. I ain't no pie burglar. Stole the pizza? I did not steal a pizza. You only had one slice. Put your headquarters in a glass door. See if anybody's inside. Okay. No. Closer. Closer? A little closer. Like this. Like this. <laughs> oh, you're a tough guy, huh? Why, I order. <laughs> now, see here. <laughs> all right, all right, you supplicant, step aside. I'm the new Pope, see? I stand before you now. <laughs> Let me bless you, my son. Well, perhaps you'll garner much under my tutelage. I don't like the look of that tutelage. I don't want your tutelage over me. They'll never bite me. Of course it's more important that I outlive you. Why, I'll have you know. Can I go home now? Oh, I'm sure. Watch out for Mr. Whipple. Forget about it. That's what I say. And kiss my ass. Absolutely. 1240. Well, I tell you, we sure miss him, don't we? Well, kind of a mixed bag. Somebody says, speaking of mixed bags, for the poor love and marriage. 
Excellent right? choice, or I think. Life and marriage. Happiness <laughs> and marriage. <laughs> Don't take much to get little George started. Human that race crap. and marriage. Love and marriage sounds yeah. fine to me. Sounds like a good song title. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Bob Herbert writes, Stop Bush's War, to which we say. Absolutely. In the New York Times today, he says, by some estimates, according to the, a recent article in Foreign Affairs, the number of Iraqis who have died as a result of the U.S. invasion has reached six figures. In other words, 100,000 or more. Mm-hmm. Vastly more than have been killed by all international terrorists in all of history. Sanctions on Iraq probably were a necessary cause of death for an even greater number of Iraqis, most of them children. Not everyone agrees that Iraqi debts have reached six figures. President Bush gave an estimate of 30,000. About 30, man. Not too long ago. That's probably low, but horrendous nevertheless. In any event, there's broad agreement that the number of Iraqi slaughters has reached into the tens of thousands. An ocean of blood has been shed in Mr. Bush's mindless war, and there's no end to this tragic flow in sight. Jeffrey Gettleman of the Times gave us the following chilling paragraphs in Tuesday's paper. In Sadr City, the Shiite section in Baghdad, where the four terrorist suspects were executed, government forces have vanished. The streets are ruled by aggressive teenagers with shiny soccer jerseys and machine guns. They set up roadblocks and poke their heads into cars and detain whomever they want. Mosques blare warnings on loudspeakers for American troops to stay out. Increasingly, the Americans have been doing just that. Everyone who thought this war was a good idea was wrong and ought to admit it. Those who still think it's a good idea should get therapy. Last Friday and Saturday, a conference titled Vietnam and the Presidency was held at the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library and Museum in Boston. Discussions about the lessons we failed to learn from Vietnam and thus have failed to apply to Iraq were pervasive. Some of the lessons seemed embarrassingly basic. Jack Valetti, who served as special assistant to Lyndon Johnson, reminded us how difficult it is to impress democracy on other countries. And he noted something that the public and the politicians seem to forget each time the glow of a brand new war is upon us, that wars are inhumane, brutal, callous, and full of depravity. Think Abu Ghraib and Gitmo. Think suicide bombers and death squads and roadside bombs. Think of the formerly healthy men and women who've come back to the U.S. from Iraq paralyzed or without their arms or legs or eyes or the full use of their minds. Think of the many thousands of them dead. Most of the people who thought this war was a good idea also thought that the best way to fight it was with other people's children. That in itself is a form of depravity. Among those who played a key role in the conference was David Halberstam. Not your friend, the other one. The author of The Best and the Brightest, which is not just the best book about America's involvement in Vietnam, but a book that grows more essential with each passing year. If you read it in the 70s or 80s, read it again. We can all use a refresher course on the link between folly and madness at the highest levels of government and the all but unimaginable suffering it can unleash. In the book's epilogue, Mr. Halberstam wrote that, among other things, President Johnson and the men around him wanted to be defined as being strong and tough. But strength and toughness and courage were exterior qualities which would be demonstrated by going to a clean and hopefully antiseptic war with a small nation rather than the interior and more lonely kind of strength and courage of telling the truth to America and perhaps incurring a good deal of domestic political risk. That latter kind of toughness is what's needed now. Invading Iraq was a disastrous move by the Bush administration, and there's no satisfactory solution forthcoming. The White House should be working cooperatively with members of both parties in Congress to figure out the best way to bring the curtain down on U.S. involvement. Before that can begin to happen, the administration will have to rid itself of the delusion that things are somehow going well in Iraq. The democracy that was supposed to flower in the Iraqi desert and then spread throughout the Middle East was as much a mirage as the weapons of mass destruction. President Bush continues to assert that our goal in Iraq is victory. General Peter Pace, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, recently told Tim Russert on Face on uh, Meet the Press things were going very, very well in Iraq. They are still crawling toward the mirage. It's time to give reality a chance. That's Bob Herman today's New York Times. He's got his thumb right on it. You go, Bob. As usual. Nice going, Bobby boy. The Aryan Brotherhood recruits sociopaths and inmates willing to kill without hesitation. A former leader of the prison gang testified yesterday in the conspiracy and racketeering trial of four of its leaders. They have a picture of one of these really fine-looking guys right there. Oh, brother. Looks a little like somebody we know. Are you sure? Convicted killer Clifford Smith, who sat shackled and chained to the witness stand and wore a black eye patch 
was the first witness called by prosecutors in one of the largest death penalty cases in the USA. Not everybody wants to kill somebody. Some people are kind of squeamish about that stuff. Smith, who admitted committing eight murders and directing at least ten more, said in describing the rare inmate welcome to the Aryan Brotherhood, also known as the Brand. You know the Brand? No, what Brand? Asked by a prosecutor, Brand X. Oh. Asked by a prosecutor to further describe a candidate for the notorious prison gang, Smith, who's in protective custody after dropping out of the gang, cooperating with authorities, said, a sociopath. Oh, how about starting with our sales department? Aryan Brotherhood Chief Barry the Baron Mills, Top Lieutenant Tyler the Hulk Bingham, Christopher Gibson, and Edgar Snail Hevel are charged with ruling U.S. prisons through murder, assault, and intimidation. The defendants say they're not a criminal gang, but prisoners who banded together to survive. Defense lawyers argue the government cases built on testimony from convicted felons willing to lie in exchange for leniency. Smith recalled joining the Aryan Brotherhood shortly after arriving in prison in 77. I wanted in because I'm a predator, he said. Prison is made up of two types of people, predators or prey. You have to pick one. In order to get into the brand, a prospective member must kill somebody in spectacular fashion and vow to never leave the group, he said, and his initiation was stabbing a fellow inmate 37 times in full view of the guards and other prisoners. It was meant to be a public execution, Smith said. Even Jesus Christ and his disciples are not going to help if we want to get you. Even Jesus ain't going to help you. I didn't like that. Not even Jesus Christ can save your ass. That's right. Not even him. Even with those fancy sandals and that really nifty headgear. Defense attorneys used their cross-examination of Smith to portray him as a liar, saying he was hoping to win parole someday from the maximum security prison where he's housed. After Smith told jurors he had told the truth while testifying in two trials involving members of the Hells Angels motorcycle gang, defense attorney Michael White played a tape of Smith telling a sheriff's deputy in 98 that he had lied during those cases. White then accused Smith of being evasive on the witness stand, looking for a way out of being caught in perjury. That wasn't no way out, he said. You caught me, Smith responded. That wasn't no way out. You caught my ass. Whatever that means. Really classy, folks. Nice trailer, too, by the way. Nice long camera. <laughs> hey, be sure if you want to be a, a degenerate like yours truly, a plunging his guts out of Woodbine or just on those basketball cards like Josh and George, log on to WQM.com and make your picks for Bell South Hoops Hysteria. Picks are made round by round, round and round, round by round. So start making your first round selections right now. User with the most points at the end of the tournament wins a grand prize of 1000 bucks. See, that's the one you should have gotten into. I mean, 400 that's chicken feed. Right. I mean, well, I'm starting with slow, you know. Bucks? Starting slow? That's right. I see. Kind of like this. Marlins baseball we got coming up next. Marlins on deck at 12.50. Oh, yeah, it's that time, boys and girls. We're not too happy about having to leave early, but the way it goes, we got nothing to say about it. In fact, we're pretty angry about it, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Marlins and the Dodgers at 105. Jim Mandog Mandich after the uh, baseball game, after the exhibition is baseball. The Roberto Luongo Show with Jelly at the West Market in Boca, 6 to 7. 7 o'clock, it's Hurricane Hotline at Pretty Coast, our steakhouse with Jesse Agler. And Josh Cordes will be there with a bunch of our uh, best of uh, uh, TVs and teachers. Now, all you need to do is get 2065 bucks. You get us up to 20000 Then we don't have to worry about tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, 2065 Write it down in your arm. No problem. Then Jesse Agler in the studio at 9, which he's going to have to make a fast run, I guess. But that's right, whatever. And then Eddie K. from Atlantic City, 10 o'clock tonight, plunging his ever-loving brains out. Plunge your guts, baby. And thank you so much, fat-ass Governor Bush, for at least being consistent. You jackass. You lunatic. Hey, Casino Stan. I have no luck. Don't call me again, please. Ever. Please. these amazing skin treatments. It's just fantastic what they can do like with lasers. Lasers.
know what I've always wanted to do? What is it? Just stop the music real quick like that. Then what would you do? Oh, I wouldn't do it. Not that we don't have our own music in it. Got some Jew music queued up. Don't forget, Loose Change Part 2. You don't have to watch Part 1 because Part 2 has got it all. It's a minute and an hour and 20 minutes. Be the best investment of time in your life, okay? Believe it or not, whatever you want to believe, it's fine with us. Just watch, watch it in a week.